Hey everybody, and welcome back to You Wanna Do What? The podcast where Adonis is a dragon sometimes happens. I just want to say thanks to everybody for understanding the uh, the little hiatus we had to take. There was a mental health issue for me, and I'm I'm much better. I'm doing awesome. I just, I needed a mental health break. And uh, my friends here, my family, basically, uh, they were so very supportive, and I just want to say thank you. And to everybody out there, if if you know anyone who just wants to talk, or if you think that they could just use a friend, you know, let them know that you care. You know, let them know that they matter. And suicide prevention is no laughing matter. Enough people die every day from the stupidest things. Why should we be doing it because the little monster in our head doesn't know when to shut the hell up? So, I want to say a, a quick shout out to the usual so fine people, Fey Earth. They have had some really good progress as of late. I don't know if you guys follow them, but uh, for those who haven't, check them out. I believe, uh, I, I, I'm terrible at pronouncing things, but uh, they just finished their first season. It was episode 95. 95. Then again, they, they also do mini parts, to be completely fair. Uh, they Yeah, they just hit their 100th episode, Season 2, Episode 2, Welcome to Cherville. Uh, don't forget to check out the guys over at Gamma Radio. And, uh, of course, Z1, if you haven't heard of them, they're pretty good. Uh, I've been listening to them for a guy who wants to play D&D never gets to. <clears throat> the Split Party. Honestly... Lord of the Peaks. Latest episode? Uh, well, they're heading east in search of a fabled mountain lord, so you might want to check that one out. And of course, I want to say thanks again for the guys at Lizards and Locations. If you haven't checked them out, they're new, they're hilarious, we would love to have them sometime. So, oh, we rejoin everyone. Pickle. Lula. Frocris. Suddenly devoid of duck. Suddenly... A, vo- vo- a, a fairy. Okay, there's a fairy. And of course, there's a young... puppet-like creature and an adorable cat. They all look up, seeing a large museum. Giant looming doors, an angry crowd gathering outside the entrance, demanding that they be let in. You see a man dabbing his forehead, pleading with people to wait until the midnight hour when the doors will finally open. Blue is going to look up at the building and go, I'm not allowed in museums. I can't keep my hands to myself. Glass, I think everything's going to be behind glass. Cassidy exactly. holds up Cassidy holds up a rope and says, I can fix that if you want. Is that fixed or is that make kinky? Both. I accept your answer. And is it one way or another? Alright, so who's got the time? 
Anybody? Does anybody have the time? I, I do. So, no. 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 Why Why does the bunny have a big pair? Uh, is that as tall as he is? Bunny, why do you have scissors as big as you? Oh, I, I was... I was sent here by the king. Uh, he, he he wants me to uh, cut the cut the ribbon. In his There's a good call picking you. The last time he picked Jonathan, he tried to put razor blades on his cock and do a chop. I I, I heard. I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, four people needed healing, didn't they? Oh no, I don't know if you can call therapy and healing the same thing, but you're not wrong. I I. I, I He's he's not too bad as long as you you show him uh, a kindness. He kind of just buckles and doesn't know what to do. Blood. Yes. Why did you get to cut the rope? Oh um, I, once once it hits twelve, I I I cut that rope there, and after that, I, I'm supposed to uh, the deliver something and yeah. he pulls out a letter and I'm like I'm I'm not sure who it's addressed to though uh, uh, alright well then can you at least tell me the time oh it is and he has keen mind so he knows the exact second <laughs> <laughs> you know that it's 1158 28 1158 28 Character. Uh, uh, it's 1158, uh, 28. Alright, well, so do I have enough time to hit what Lula's smoking right now, or should I wait? I'm not smoking, I'm eating donuts. Oh, you're eating donuts off a bong, for fuck's sake. Actually, uh, uh, given... Wrinkle-covered donuts. Given how it usually only takes you uh, 10.5 seconds, I I believe so. As you say that, Bickle's already using prestidigitation to light a big bong. And it took exactly 10.5 seconds. It took exactly that long to remember why you have a job to do in 13 seconds. Yep. And I step up in front of the rope and go, um, sir, I was told to cut by the king's uh, proxy. All right, and as Bickle takes a rip and manages to keep his composure, you hold up the scissors. <clears throat> Make a dex check for the weight of scissors. All right, so since it's dex, given my abilities, I have advantage, and also it is a plus. Man, this is going to be a ridiculous plus four. So I have advantage, and also I can spend one key point to reroll. So I'm going to go. The only thing he's good at is dex and strength. Still roll a one. Exactly. That's not roll. the dice gods. And each of these get a plus Pray, four. boy, pray. So 13 plus four should cut rope. Does you get a gentle snip? The silken falls away with a gentle clapping, and you see all the people around you 
Walk slowly up the steps, as there are maybe half a dozen besides yourself who have gotten the invitation. As you enter, you see Abarat, museum director. <laughs> yes, if you throw me into the main area, you'll see down these holes, it splits to the left here, to the right there, to the behind there, <laughs> to the up after the behind. I hand, I, I hand him a drink of water saying, I, I think you have something in your throat. Yes, it's called being old. <laughs> Good I sir, you have a map of the museum's exhibits here. I want to try it quite delightful. <clears throat> Might I suggest you shall be your area of interest and I direct you there. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. Uh, do you, do you do you have some do you have do you have an exist do, do you have an exhibit on monks? Monks, you say? <clears throat> we have a rather extensive library, full of very odd books. You, you, you see, uh, Tim's foot is hop is bumping against the ground as he's excited. Yes, yes, these books are not for you. These books for the people. Uh, aren't I part of the people? Oh, yes, I suppose. Yay! The first tour. We are to go oh. to books. We have first book the grounds. It's also the armory. Glass, clay, all of the things from years past. We have the copperware hall. It's copper, I suppose. You see Tim's uh, hand shoots up again with another question. The statue, yes, little bunny. Uh, when, when you say things past, how many things ha have passed? The museum, all of them. I've never been to a museum. What is a museum? Well, you're about to find out. <clears throat> On that, we have the ancient tool gallery and the ancient skeletons. Now, again, bunny, they're all quite dead. Aren't all oh. skeletons ancient? Actually, no. My my skeleton is an ancient. Oh, this is quite fresh. Use, I'd say. Well, uh, doesn't all living things have skeletons that that are mammals? What are you, little bunny? Why are you after my job? Oh, uh, um, no. I, I, I'm I'm a delivery person. Mailman. What? Oh, I have this letter, but it's not addressed. Is it for you? 
I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to return it to the post office later. Little fairy twin. Are you the one who delivered our invitation letters to this museum night? No, I had that done by a special code. And yep. I'm the hopper is pretty special. They were left anonymous. No, no, no. They were a gift, you see. I was in that town that almost burnt to the ground. And even prior to me being here, I had already planned on coming this way. And, well... The fire just made it faster. Oh. I, I wonder what, what about fire made made things go faster. It made me go faster. Uh... Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I turn to the group and go, I'm Tim Hopper. I, I'm not sure if I met all of you. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, and I hope we have a wonderful experience together. So, um... Okay, what to go? I mean, does anyone else have any suggestions? This is just for you, dear people. All the ones who have done me a favor over the last few years by saving my life by to another person, giving me food when I was hungry, to another person, giving me shelter when I was without, most <clears throat> to another, and the, for the few coins that sustained me till I found the right And of course, you're welcome guests. He points to a total of six people in the room, besides you, of course. I'm glad that there's so many lovely people here with us. Hopefully Cassidy, Cassidy stares at him and says, if you'd call me lovely, then you must be blind. Mostly, but uh, I'm working on it. I, I, I go up to you. you uh, could you describe what your character looks like to Tim? Um, okay, so Cassidy is a very stiff um red-headed um w pale woman with freckles except that if you notice if you look at her skin close enough it is melded together kind of like it's burnt and scarred together it kind of looks like she was burnt alive um and she doesn't blink ever you look you look lovely to me i i, I as tim's uh He's a white bunny humanoid with uh, silk gloves around his fingers, and okay. he has a belt. Looks just and like he wears, off of the he wears a faux leather jacket, emphasis on faux as in fake, and he has baggy kind of sports pants on. And you can see he he's kind of. Uh, Whenever he's not, like, excitedly answering or talking to someone, he kind of cowers back. Kind of like he's kind of scared of angering people. He has social anxiety. Uh, Cassidy turns to uh, Echo and looks uh, and 
puts her hand kind of over her mouth and uh, says to her, it looks like the man must be into necrophilia. Oh, what's that? She just shoes her hand at him, like, no worries. Echo stifles a little chuckle. Well, someone has to have an obsession with dead bodies. Makes for a pleasant business. Anyway, uh-huh. I would like to just peruse what sorts of artifacts this place holds and the histories behind them. Slowly but surely, we want to view everything that such a collection may hold. So, as you go through the entrance, I can see. Would you like me to send you guys all a picture, or? Yeah. All right, give me just a moment. And, you know, honestly, when Tim's looking at you, there's no, no hint of disgust or fear or anything. He's just like, it's kind of like, think of child curiosity. Child curiosity? You mean like childhood wonder? Yeah. First time you see a dead body walking. Actually, no, it's not. But everything you seem perfectly fine. It just it looks like you you were hurt. Do you want want me to heal you? Um, Cassie laughs and Cassie laughs and grabs uh the um like slowly very stiffly grabs the bunny's hands and he could feel that her her skin is pretty much ice cold and that her skin's pale to the point that there's no veins in it any longer uh she laughs and says oh no honey there's no fixing this um i can i have been able to heal souls and i can i i can remove curses this is no curse my love Past your area of expertise. I, I, I think so. I, I wish I could help you further. But on, on the bright side, you're, you're here with us now. Kind of. As, uh, as she says that, the cat jumps off of her um, shoulder and she ends up going stiff and not moving uh, or talking anymore as the cat wanders the museum. Very well. So, I have sent to the main chat a very detailed map of the museum. In fact, it is the exact same map I have. This one is designed for you. I have the DM map. (laughs) Also, when you took his hand, you felt absolute floof. Covered by a silk, but once you squeezed tightly, you felt rock-hard muscle underneath. Okay, so we got in your muscle floof. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, Lula's gonna go in... I wanna go to room five first. Room five. I'm gonna follow the twinkling fairy. The door to this area is locked. You hear a soft bubble of water and buzz of insects fill the air. As the door opens for you, a small walking bridge covered in moss leads to one end of the pond, and to the other, pinpoints of bright light shine through the water. The coins of well-wishers passing through the museum. Huh. Well, wishing well. Oh, oh, oh. And I pull out a coin, 
I make a wish, toss in the morning. As Operat sees you do this, yes, many people have done that over the years. And as you hear a plop, make a religion check. Oh boy. I'd like to do something after he has this, though. Okay, so uh, what is it you want to do while he's making your religion check? I want to roll sleight of hand and steal all the coins from the pond. You're underwater! <laughs> oh? A lot of splashing. I mean, she... I... She could roll sleight of hand. <laughs> Alright, and... You said religion, right? Correct. Oh. Okay, so, minus one. So it'd be I'm one D twenty minus one. There we go. Four. Wait. I might have please tell me that I did. That only works with the decks. Finally and... found something you have a negative in. Religion. Oh mental stats are this. This character can't do magic and can't do uh, intelligent stuff. <laughs> A.K.A. intelligent things. A.K.A. magic. Yeah. Uh, time body. Nope. Just double checking because it's been so long. Air trigger. Wait a minute. Uh... Would my keen mind for remembering details help? No. How would that help for religion? You don't read religious books. That's not nope. what you would do. It's nope. canon. <laughs> exactly. So, nope. I got a four. <laughs> you see the coin poop. It falls downwards. You feel a little better about yourself, knowing that this money will go to feeding the poor and needy. Uh, if Lila has anything to say about definitely the needy. <laughs> the next time you make a religion check, I'll give you a plus one for the kind gesture. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, most of his... uh. Most of his thing. He, he has high medicine. Echo leads Casty towards the uh, skeletal room, whispering in her ear. We're being interested to see some of these moves once again. I'm sorry, you went completely yeah. fuzzy. You're saying? You went very confusy. Oh, was I? Can you hear me better yeah. now? Yeah. Here we go. You were saying? Casty, wouldn't these lovely. I'm sorry, it's happening again. Yeah, honey. Um, are you bringing your phone like really close to your face, or? I'm holding it like next to my face so you guys can hear me. I think you're holding it too close. Is it better now? Yeah. Okay. Um, what? It's back. Echo says, wouldn't these ivory statues look better moving once again, like they did long ago? Pointing to these, going to the skeleton, like, 
skeletal uh, displays and pointing out to them. I hate to tell you, but we didn't catch the first half of that. <laughs> if I'm having technical difficulties. I'm just gonna. I don't know. I'm just gonna put out to make you guys' this game better. I'm sorry. No, you're okay, love. It's oh. Let me shoot our tech. Uh, okay. Well, of course, uh, more than welcome to to come back if if she's just having technical difficulties. I get that. That sometimes happens to the best of us. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to restart my equipment. Can I do something? You can certainly Ooh. try. Uh, yep. can I <laughs> I want to do a little chaos can I cast heat metal on the coins in the pond uh ooh make the water start bubbling randomly <laughs> oh you're, you're gonna make him freak out <laughs> I am going to ask why why not okay what's the name of the podcast bitch Oh. Very well. So, would you care to for audience in on the properties of heat metal? Yes, give me just a moment. I believe you turn the metal bright hot red. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm chewing something. Choose a manufactured metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy or metal, medium metal armor, right, you can see within range. Cause the okay. object to glow hot red. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell. Um, so basically, all the individual coins are slowly going to start glowing red and, like, coming to just, like, like life and start kind of, like, bouncing up and down in the water as they make the water boil and the air bubbles make them rise and fall. And the uh, water is just going to get all bubbly on top. My, it does, does, does this mean my wish is going to come true? <laughs> hey, uh, do me a quick favor. I'm going to water to see if I can figure this out. <laughs> Lula, do me a quick favor. Hmm. Roll 2d6. Should I roll Arcana to see if I can figure out behind the this magic trick? You have killed seven rare fish. Oh, shit! What's this going on here? Why are these <laughs> fish dead? Yeah. Just... Okay, okay, we yeah. she wants to go to room number four and see what's in there. I can bring them back. I, sh just put them here and, and, and I'll... And now he's gonna spend... Every, every ten minutes he's gonna have to spend four key points. Because that's how long it takes to recap. Uh, regain his key points. <laughs> Reviving <laughs> these fish. <laughs> Luba, I'm gonna kill all the fucking fish. I'm not even gonna look in, in this museum. <laughs> I'm in a museum <laughs> without a purpose. <laughs> Ask I'm gonna stop my chaos. 
I am so glad I have I have <laughs> I am a healer because this. <laughs> He's like, I, 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 I just made a wish in in, in the pond, and, and the coins gl glowed red, and, and I, I, I don't know. Is this this is probably my fault? Let me. And I'm bringing the fish back after the water cools down. Oh my god! Iris is coming back to life. <laughs> and you see, he just collapses. I'm. I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna pull out some, some. Uh, I have some fab, some fake, uh, basically have canvas. I'm gonna start waving it, fanning him. <laughs> so that's what's going on there now. Fucking Lula. <laughs> uh, Lula went to room number four, and she's hoping that's the kitchen. As you enter into the dining area, it is clean and quiet. There are no signs of disorder. There are many Ooh. cold foods laid out on plates. What? I'm sorry, that's cold a drinks problem. Like. Everything from simple juices to some rare alcohols that have only been known to exist centuries past. You have found the Hall of Alcohol. Oh, no, no, I, that laugh scares me. That laugh, that laugh hurts my soul. Why does that laugh hurt my soul? You sound too digital. What do you think no. she's gonna do to these balls of alcohol? Please tell me you do not have a bag of holding. I do. Oh no. Who the DM. fuck gave her a bag of holding? DM, you know what you that. Hey, I have three of them. <laughs> I want to steal off the alcohol. It's a museum. No, no, you don't you don't understand. I'm trying to see if I have one. It's going to be a spell to duplicate items. I want to say there's one like that. I just can't remember what it's called. I have it somewhere. Maybe fabricate if you had the raw materials. Uh, Wait. simulacrum? Semilacrum. No. Duplicate. Yeah, duplicate. Minor illusion? Major illusion? What? I feel like that would be a major illusion. Done. I feel Nine like that'd be... Transmutation. Shoot a bowl of liquid glass at a creature or a non-magical object within range of the spell. Your range spell attack against a target. If you hit a creature, an exact duplicate of that creature appears in a space adjacent to it for a moment. If you choose a target, an object that isn't an artifact, the object is duplicated in an adjacent space. A non-magical item with less than 500 gold remains permanently, otherwise the object ceases to exist after one minute. Oh, that was confusing. So uh, aim I'm for really everything under now. the 500 gold mark. So 499 gold and 99 silver and 99 copper, fine. 
so possibly all these alcohols worth that doesn't sound very tim hoppery no possibly but tim hopper is not here he's in the other room fanning an unconscious person and reviving fish for the next 40 no 70 minutes perhaps these uh ain't these ancient bottles of alcohol are worth far too much to be copied okay instead I'm going to take a single shot of alcohol from each bottle. Oh, dear sweet Jesus. <laughs> I mean... Little fairy that could. I'm going to get that alcohol. She's going to chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it. No, you put a literal alcoholic fairy in a hall <sighs> of alcohol. Okay. So Lula? Oh, sweet, sweet Lula. Oh... <laughs> 3D100, please. Is that how many alcohols she drank? That's, that's going to be how many are there. Because she's taking a shot of everything. I'm 165 bottles. 165 bottles on the wall. 165 bottles. You take 165 one down. 164 bottles on the wall. And some of these would probably have really potent effects. Well... Ha-ha! I was going to let Lula figure that out in about two minutes, but okay. Since we now know exactly what she wants to do, it's time to grab my random tables. Yay. Yay, random tables. Well, we know what m both me and the fairy are going to be doing for the next 70 minutes. <laughs> Watching her... Like, the other fairy and... Uh, oh trying to get, guide Cassidy towards the uh, bone exhibit. Very well, so <laughs> we're heading to Area 6. So, oh, the God. of some massive prehistoric creature dominates the center of the room. The ceiling rises 50 feet in the air and resembles a cathedral dome. On the, painted, on the glass is painted a grand battle scene between monsters and men. <coughs> oh, holy shit. I need another shot to handle this. So wait, what's going on? I'm sorry. Um, you can, all of the guests except one. See, one of the gentlemen, one who gave his coin, his wife is not there. His wife? One of the guests disappeared? I have, have you seen my wife? Um, Roland Cassie speaks up and says, uh, Cassie says, no, I haven't seen her. Um, but if you have something that smells of her, I can have my cat search for her. That is most kind. Yeah. A hat do. Um, Theodore sniffs the hat to get the scent and then, uh, starts, uh, trotting off. And as you trot off, you notice from the other room... Having just taken the shot, Lula begins to emit an odd musk from her skin, attracting animals to her location. Oh my Yummy. god. No, no. Guys, guys, I know you trust me. Mm. I need to show you that I am not bullshitting. So what you I am doing me. is I am uploading to the main chat the potion effect that was rolled on my random table. 
My god, so yeah, so Theodore uh, starts dragging them towards fucking Lula. <laughs> I, I didn't do this. Dice gods have spoken. Can Lula be like mid shot when the cat comes in? Sure, that sounds good. Theodore is convinced that this fairy is indeed this fairy. I have another this fairy is what? Sorry, Charlotte. DM started talking. Sorry. Oh, no worries. The, uh, Theodore's convinced that this fairy is the man's wife. <laughs> yeah, he's dead ass. <laughs> I love it. No, because he... then Lula has to be like, no, that's not my husband. My husband's being been kidnapped by dragons. That's that's not my husband. Because she is married. That, that, that's what it is. <laughs> Fuck. And you Lula's gonna like be, like, shit-faced drunk already, so they're gonna be like, no, this is your husband. Oh, no. <laughs> this is so weird, so fast. It's all like... Okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen at home, the reason our podcast is named that is because the, the stuff that happens, stuff that provably happens that the DM doesn't, you know, go, oh, ha-ha, this sounds like a funny thing to happen. No, this legitimately happens. Sorry. On the random tables. Great. So, that being said, uh, currently, you have Theodore absolutely convinced that this alcoholic fairy that suddenly looks a little stronger as you gain 1d12 more hit points temporarily. And then, of course, you drink another one. You begin to have visions of an elder god, and you are staring off into space for 1d4 minutes. Wait, me? Uh, Lula. Okay. Yeah. Two minutes. Uh, just uh, speaking with an elder god. Oh, uh, probably, That's not terrible. Probably, no. Visions. Yeah, probably... Visions of an elder god. You know what? She's Delicious. probably seeing uh, Ravana. It's a demigod. This is her face right now. Oh, the Steve Harvey face. Staring up at the ceiling. You know what's funny? The other day, my, me and my fiance were talking about bare naked ladies. You know the song? Lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Well, I. I should be never allowed to sing again, I know. So through Lula's drunken ears. Anyway, so what do you guys want to do? Let me know when 70 minutes passes. 70 minutes? Oh, yeah, I suppose you are busy. So, yes, Cassidy, Theodore, Charlotte, you are all... Surrounded by dinosaur bones. Uh, do you want to make a history check, arcana check, anywhere? Um, uh, I'm going to do, can I do um, an investigation check to see if I can bring these fuckers back to life? Oh, for I'll let you do a history check. <laughs> can I assist Apparently, you? apparently Doug, I'm we're all feeling very chaotic tonight. <laughs> Nineteen it. plus six. Okay. Nineteen plus so, six. Okay, Tim's, so Tim's 
Tim's dead set thinking his his wish is gonna come true, and somehow it inadvertently through some crazy magic thing, because that's happening, the coins boiled the lake, and now he has to save this man's fish and resuscitate a fainted man. Yes. <clears throat> so they're currently busy. <clears throat> Uh, with a 19 plus 6, you know that this is an Allosaurus. However, as you look at the explanation on the plaque in front of you, you notice it details out all of the bones that are currently recovered. However, you counted one more bone. You look up, recount, and notice wasn't there before. Hmm. Was it there before? Oh. I guess you could say she has a bone to pick with it. Oh, for... <laughs> oh. I mean... Can I give you the opposite of inspiration? <laughs> no, but I'll take an inspiration. <laughs> Plus one death joke. Do anything over the tone. Sure. Absolutely no. amazing. You make it yeah. worse. You make it worse. Yeah. So as <laughs> <laughs> as you look around, you notice that you could have sworn there was one yeah. more rib, but it wasn't. Was it there? Can I do an investigation on it? Yeah, I thought you, you might can certainly try. I can certainly try. Oh, that's bullshit. Seven plus six. So, thirteen. Thirteen's not bad. You, <clears throat> on second glance, yeah, you, you could have sworn there was another rib there. As you look around, you don't see any traces of it. And checking the plaque again, it, this time, all the bones are accounted for. Hmm. Hmm. As Lula continues to take shot after shot. Lula? Mm-hmm. Roll 1d100, please. But what did you say, Charlotte? 13. I was wondering if you believed something... Suspicious to be going on around here, as if people and objects are going missing. Cassidy points to uh, where, like, she thought the rib once was, and uh, she looks uh, to Echo and says, You know that my memory is not exactly as it once was, but you know that it's also much stronger than the average person's. And I could have sworn that there was another bone here, but it seems to me, when I look and when I uh, examine the placard here that describes the stature and structure of this here skeleton that it had never existed. But I don't think my mind is one to play tricks on me. I trust your abilities.
As Lula takes shot after shot after shot, she picks up one very large bottle. It's a gallon size. She reaches her hand in as it immediately tries to bite on her hand with the mimic teeth. Shot of mimic. As it fails to attack, let's go and shuffles off into the darkness. Does she still get a shot of something, though? Oh. Ah, I need a shot to deal with that. Really flat. <laughs> it's either you're going to become a god, or you're going to be severely disabled soon. Oh, actually, only a handful of them actually had effects. Some of them were just rare alcohol that were, you but know, like for thousands of years old. At one point, does she have to take a constitution saving throws for all the alcohol? Oh, she has to take actually two. One for being bit by a mimic and the other one for the alcohol. <laughs> I was just waiting to see how many bottles she got through to see if she was going to have disadvantage or not. So... <laughs> So one fairy is going to be useless throughout combat. Fort fabulous. Um, well, with the fourteen, not necessarily. Lula actually can and has an incredibly strong liver, because <clears throat> I'm an alcoholic for years. Yeah, ever ever since her husband got her liquored up on their first date and sang dirty Disney songs. No, I'm not kidding. <clears throat> it was a hilarious game. I'm glad we had. I'm. I'm mad we didn't start the podcast earlier because that would have been awesome. Oh no no! You did not want to have a recording of Man Mop singing to the tune of Aladdin. I can show you my dick. Tell me, Lula. Now when did you <laughs> that is the song that got Lula knocked all new worlds. Oh, in point of view. God damn, I hate you. I'll you anywhere except uh, my ears. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> Apparently, Lula was really attracted to it. Apparently, yeah, my ears, my ears, my ears are bleeding. You're welcome. They're Lead bleeding. The home. You can send your psychiatric bills to. You know what? We'll release an entire. It's just that whole your cover of that song. Do oh, Lula, those rules are horrible. Yeah, put, on, put on YouTube or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to call it. See, so you call this music? <laughs> want to sing what? To people in the background. No, no, no. It's you want to sing what? Ooh. Oh. Uh, so, as the mimic slithers off and Lula manages to hold her own, Pickle comes running and uh, I heard screaming and uh, I, I think I smelled alcohol. So, where's the alcohol? <laughs> Lula? Yeah. 
She's currently seeing an elder. It's in my stomach, and there's gonna be more soon. No, no, technically you're still seeing the face of an elder god. Oh, I'm still just staring blankly at the ceiling then. I'm I mean, not even that's why I was saying, because technically you were supposed to stay still for that, because you were seeing the face of an elder god for a few minutes. But, <clears throat> you know, when a mimic bites you, you still gotta scream. But she just immediately went back to her conversation with the elder, elder god that she's seeing. Oh, and, you're speaking like, to it. Well, like, she's she's not moving her mouth, but she, like, feels like she's talking to it with her brain. So her vocal cords are basically moving, but her mouth is closed. Oh. Okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, as this happens for a couple of minutes, and you come to, Michael looks at you, looks at the bite, which is slowly healing, and says, right, I see a lot of open bottles and a lot of empty bickle cups. <laughs> Come on, Bickle! It's historic alcohol. We gotta try all of it. We because I, I don't see a we in my belly. Well, take a goddamn shot then. Wait, which one is the one that doesn't make you smell bad? I don't know anymore. I'm just going down the row. Theodore starts, like, aggressively rubbing up against, like, trying to paw at Lula, uh, <laughs> because he swears to God that she's the wife of the husband, and she's trying to, and he's trying to drag her back. Lula's just gonna look down and pat the cat on the head and go, soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to give you advantage on your next animal handling check or inspiration if you don't already have it. I'll do animal handling. I like okay. kitty cats. Alright. <laughs> it's just, I... This is so drunk Lula. <laughs> drunk Kaylee, too. Moves to reach for <laughs> In comes a rabbit and a man. Don't drink that! Too late! As Bickle puts the bottle down, whispers under his breath a dwarven swear word, and you hear the man say, I heard that. I heard that. Do you know what I suppose you have speak all languages, don't you? Hear and speak. You know basically, you know exactly what he whispered, and that's not something that you would even repeat to your darkest enemy. Oh, okay. Bickle! I look shocked and, and slightly saddened at his use of that language. He looks at you and says, what, Dwarven? We can always be better. I suppose he could be better than it, and he swears again. Flugzig! <laughs> uh, so, what does Frockris want to be doing this whole time? Um, I 
honestly don't even know where we're at. So I'm just kind of I'm just kind of chilling because I'm I assume I'm still a um, I'm still a head attached to somebody's hip. No, you're you, you got your Oh, I have my body again. Um, well, currently you're in a museum with a library of alcohol. DM. Yes. I'm gonna find anything and everything that's metal, and I'm gonna try to dismantle God displays, signs, anything I can get my hands on. All aged oak wooden racks for storing alcohol. If it has metal in it, yes. Mm. We're talking authentic, ancient shelving made by hand with master woodwork. Echo sees the robot moving around erratically and goes up to it. Why are you searching so frantically? Well, have you ever seen a, uh, let me try to fig figure out how to say this here. Have you ever seen one of those ancient giant Woolfoods machines that, that stand as, as tall than giants? Hmm. I've heard tales of such, but never seen one myself. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to become. So any metal helps, and I'm just gonna say that like I I would on 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 the street saying, "Do you have any metal? Hello, metal." Well, now that their companions' desires. Okay, um, you guys know what I just heard in my head. Well, now that's crazy. Hey, sir, can I have some ore? That is that is basically what I was I was planning with. I'm more or less thinking uh, Futurama, uh, the little Timmy, uh, parallel, uh, like begging for some oil. Oh, actually, um, for those of you who don't know, there's a podcast that recently ended. It was Mission to Zix. For those of you who haven't heard of it, it's hilarious. They have a character named C-53. He's a robot. His name kind of gives it away. Long story short, though, he's... One episode, he gets completely crushed. And he actually has to take over a robot called the Tiny TM model. And it was manufactured with one leg shorter than the other, so he has to have a crutch. Oh. And... He walks around talking like I'm the old street urchin. <clears throat> Honestly, it's oh, hilarious. Mission to Zix. They may have stopped making episodes, but oh man, are they hilarious. <clears throat> and, uh... Do I hear this? Him trying to take metal? Yep. Still reviving fish? No, oh, I've, no you're I done. think we're done. That, uh, I'm gonna go up to him and say, I, 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 the only metal I have is, and I pull out, uh, my unbreakable shovel and say, uh oh, would this help? Uh, 
as I hand you a, a an unbreakable iron uh, shovel. Say that again. I'm so sorry. I was distracted. Oh, I I walk up to you, hearing your conversation. You begging for metal. I mean, I, I I have, I only have this as metal, and I hold up an unbreakable iron shovel. It's the only metal I got. I I, I have to spare. I take it, and I'm instantly going to try to weld it to my ass. And it's literally unbreakable. So Your you butt is not breakable. <laughs> Nothing happens. I'm gonna try to find some magical way of mounting it to my ass, whether in this, a, a, whether in this month or the next or the next year or something. I will, I will make it work. <laughs> you will be unbreakable. Oh, there's plenty of unbreakable equipment in there. <laughs> now you're turning to Bender. All right. <laughs> so, Lula, having first cooked a, or poached a very lovely fish dinner, then gotten summarily drunk. She's party and live her best life. Um, <laughs> I think I want to go to another room. Very well. As room Charlotte, seven. Cassidy, and Theodore, what do you want to do? Um, Cassidy. So that 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 nice that nice. It, it's like a dinosaur statue. Uh, I mean skeleton, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. Um, Cassie's gonna try to try to to do some necromancy on that. She's going to try to um, she's gonna try to animate the dead with it. Um. <laughs> okay. I have animated the dead. Okay, I I need I I need to do something. Hold on. Uh, animate. Amtor was a mistake. Uh, medium or smaller humanoid. Hold on. Oh, damn it. Wait, there's other uh, necromatic spells that bring the dead, and also there's uh, class abilities that can do that, too. One of them do will allow any type of undead creature, really. Well, I have all of the necromancy spells. Uh, we got, I got the, uh, you weren't here last game, but Cassidy got a book of every single necromancy spell to exist. I there oh. is a spell that will allow you to do that, yes. I believe it's a yeah, sixth-level spell. They actually weren't supposed to find, because, you know, you guys do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I, I believe it's a sixth-level spell. Damn it, yeah, I don't have sixth-level. I only have level four. In the reading, in the reading, it says a pile of bones... Or a corpse of medium or small humanoid size. Correct. Doesn't specify what type of bones. This is this is indeed some bones. 
So if it's a pile of bones. Speaking of bones. I think we have to break it first, and then we can like animate it into whatever shape you want to. That's not how skeletons work. I mean I mean you can always add or take away to a skeleton. I am a nurse. Stop it. <laughs> I mean you can. You are also take away from a skeleton, but that's either called grave robbing or amputation. Yeah, Wait, and also a, it, what was the one spell sh- they wanted to use for the uh that only could do small or medium creatures? Here's the thing: using animate dead could work on a medium-sized dinosaur, but this well, thing. Well, here's the thing: why don't you just take the bones apart and make a, a few small or medium-sized? Skeletons and That's animate. not how bones work. I mean, it says pile of bones. It doesn't have to Necromancers make it work. Yeah, it's just pile of bones. And I mean, this is this is a pile. This of could bones. be a bunch of pile of bones. Then it could end up only being able to walk backwards. Okay, it would still move. If you, if you put a, it's like when you put a head a head of a like person like skeleton. On like the rib cage, and then it's like a spider oh. animated thing like that. Like, Are you guys trying to Ash versus the Evil Dead me? No, no, yeah. no. What what I thought was basically <laughs> you take the bones, you put them basically through a wood chipper, right? So they're all in little pieces, and then you make a bunch of tiny piles, and they're all technically the same undead. <laughs> Sorry, mid max brain going. I dare you. <sighs> You can't heal sawdust back into a tree, so you can't heal bone dust back into a bone. Nickly. We we won't we won't torture you much longer, DM. Once once you've made your ruling, you've made your ruling. Like a snake's bone or some kind of animal that has the ability to change its shape by changing its bone structure, which I don't think Well, I mean I do have polymorph, so can I polymorph the bones into something else? Technically, I think so. Hold on. Man, you don't like the fact that we're trying to make this work. <laughs> uh, Get a bunch of uh, cre- tinier creatures out of giant bones. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The spell transforms a creature with at least one hit point that you see within range. Creature. With at least one hit point. And it would be polymorph. Would be transmute. Uh, the transmutation spell. Oh, alchemical procedures involving a gemstone. Wrong thing. Oh, no, I'm reading uh, the transmutation spell list. Uh, There's transmutation cantrip. No, that wouldn't work. It's like third or fifth level. <coughs> We're dreaming big when K is too low level. So I'm so low level. <laughs> I don't know. Fabricate. Nope. Hope I knocked my headphones out. 
No, but you can convert raw materials into products of the same material. For example, you can fabricate a wood bridge from a clump of trees or rope from a patch of hemp or clothes from flax or wool. Choose raw materials mm -hmm. within the range and you can fabricate a larger, smaller object and given sufficient quantity of raw materials. If you are working with metal, stone, or other mineral substance, it could be no larger than medium. And technically, technically, fucking fossils are fucking stones because they're mineralized fucking bones. So we <laughs> could make a uh, fabricate into a bunch of normal sized skeletons, and then you can cast an animation on that. Oh my god, I hate my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the DM crashed itself this time. Dog.exe has stopped working. Creatures or magic items can't be transmuted. Technically, it's not a creature, it's an object. Or a magic item. Oh, oh my god, I love my family. Just brought me deviled eggs. And. Fucking lucky! I can't have deviled eggs till this weekend. And fried zucchini and ranch. Oh my god. And she put it in the shape of a heart. Spoiled. What is love? Oh. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. This, this, this episode's going places. In my belly. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I think these are actually deep fried pickles. No. I don't, I think they're zucchini. Okay, zucchini. Anyway. This is like the best husband goals in the world. So, you guys want to break down a hundreds of millions of year old skeleton of an Allosaurus into bone Whoa. dust and then using fabrication transmute bone dust into bone into a more palpable creature and then reanimate said creature. I mean, this just sounds like ethical... You make it sound like it's an, an insane idea. This sounds like hey. ethical skeleton production. We could procure skeletons a more sinister way. You're going to say ethical. I really or unethical. Ethical. There is nothing ethical about what we do. I mean, Tim, he's very ethical. <laughs> Try to kill a bunch of fish to to freak out a rabbit. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Alright, it all depends if people are uh, casting spells that way. I don't know fabricate, so I can't participate in any of the shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know fabricate either. I thought it was just watching. Forge domain and artificers only. No, because I need a bathroom break. Wizards can learn it. Go right ahead. So it looks like the musings of reanimating the skeleton are just passing conversation between Cassidy and Echo. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm okay with this. With what? Freaking at the DM and all that? <laughs> uh, what's going on that venture? Yeah, if I was playing Jonathan, I could do that. Oh, wait. I actually might have the ability to ca use Fabricate because I have. I think I might have the item. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, then. 
If it, let me just check. Oh, wait. Oh, there it is. Remember when I, uh... Oh, there it is. Oop, there it is. Oop, I think there it is. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. So, basically, remember when I, uh, last game, I got a bunch of random magic stuff? Oh, no. You don't like magic. Yeah. Uh, so but, uh... I just hear them talking, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make friends. So I'm not sure what those two magic items were. I'm not sure if you rolled them or not. I'm going to just hand them over to her. Right. Him? Uh, oh. Who are you handing magic items to, and what magic items are they? Uh, Let's see here. A book of random item. And I remember I I'm not sure if I wrote it down, dang it. <coughs> oh, a a mag a magic flying broom. And there's one more thing. It was DM, do you remember what that was? Not off the top of my head. No. I, f I think it's something that starts with glow. I, that's what I wrote down in my oh. notes. Um, it's been so long since I played Tim. So, Echo is continuing to look around and is curious to see if anything else has gone amiss or out of place. Right, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, also, Lula wanted to go to room 7. 15 as she moves away. Okay, so as you head to room 7... You hear in the distance. Oh, great. What the fuck? Okay, that's gonna sober me the fuck up. Um, I'm gonna take off after, Hold on. after where I hear this. I have to I'm check gonna... if I can use this. I'm bolting towards the scream. Uh, can I roll perception? Echo falls. Oh. Backslash. Roll. Fuck. Okay, fuck. And it's 
because of my hearing thing. It's actually pretty good. I get advantage on it because of my bunny ears. Plus nine. All right. Two D. I'm sorry if I'm in and out, guys. I'm also making more mozzarella sticks. Because oh, uh, what is D and D without mozzarella sticks? Eighteen plus nine. It's still D and D, but it's just not quite as enjoyable. Not at all. You can mm -hmm. tell it's coming from just nearby. As you zip over into room six, you see the ancient skeleton display. The skeletons of some massive prehistoric creature dominate the center of the room. The ceiling rises 50 feet, and you see battle scenes between monsters and men. As you will also notice, large other creatures, plesiosaurs, ske minotaur skeletons, large snakes, and other animals from days long past. Ooh, minotaur skeletons! That sounds like an animate the dead to me. <laughs> we're we're gonna get along, you and me. We're gonna get along. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, you could just break the bones and set them in the pile, small piles, and just create skeletons that way. Yeah, just kick all over all the minotaurs. It's a good thing that it also says you're going to have a lot of undamaged glass. I want, I want to investigate the scream, however. Do you mean like making an intelligence check on the scream itself, or do you mean like investigating the area? Investigating the area. Go ahead and make investigation checks, anybody. 25. Investigation. Should I make one for both Theodore and Cassidy? You certainly can. I think Theodore is more concerned with my musk. Nice. <laughs> I'm not good at that. Just do I still smell? Hold on, hold on. Uh, I can't. No, I have to do this. It only lasts for one Oh, minute. Okay, cool. I got a nat 20. Nice! <gasps> Fuck yeah. My rolls tonight are great. I need to, like, kiss this dice. That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. Oh. As you look around, you see scraps of cloth on the floor. You see what looks like the, the scuffs of shoes and a few drops of blood. Hear it. <laughs> Coming from the corner. What do you want to do? What the f I want to go closer towards it with caution. I zoom up. Master? I follow into the room as well. What did the head just say? <laughs> Master? I'm rolling investigation again to identify who was in the corner. 16. As you look in the corner, you see one of the wives that you met from the three gentlemen's <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. You know that her name is Nanoka of Car. Nanoka? Uh, 
Are you okay? You look at her. She glances at you and you see her face is covered in wet blood. Oh, shit. Hey, someone get over here and heal her. Hold on. I want to investigate her wounds first to see what caused them. Uh, do you want to make a medicine check? Yes. I'm going to check the bloody thing. In the meantime, I'm going to quickly ca uh, cast a cure wound spell on her. Plus ten. I Sorry, healing wound, not cure wounds. As you cast cure wounds, it does nothing as she is not hurt. Blood is not hers. And I went over to the thing that's bloodied. All you see is a few drops of blood on the floor. Rest seems what? to have just gone. It, Lula's gonna crouch down in front of Nanoka and just look at her and go, what happened? She just pulls you close, reaches into your ear and says, and then passes out. Um. Fuck, I think I, I, I know I have something for this. Hold on. I'm going to find something. Hold on. Uh, I have a meme for this. Would you. Would greater restoration help? She's only unconscious. She fainted. I've used, I've used it before. It allowed. Detect thoughts. I want to see what happened in her brain. Oh! Hold on. Got it? Is it detect thoughts? No, it's not that, but I've used it before. Yeah, it would be detect thoughts, wouldn't it? Detect thoughts. You initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature. What is... Um... Uh, uh, definitely the creature has an intelligence or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. You can find surface thoughts as an action. You can go deeper thoughts, but if you deeper, they have to make a wisdom saving throw. If it's uh, they succeed, the spell ends... Or is it, I thought it was a dream one. I thought it was that I could see into their dreams and do something to their dreams. There's a difference between fainting and dreaming, though. Oh, shit. But would Detect so, Thoughts yeah. work on that? She detect can't really... It would work because even though she's, you know, fainted doesn't mean she still doesn't have the ability to store thoughts and memories. Yep. Because if you're saying you're going for her memories, that's one thing. If you're going for her thoughts, I'd just say she's not thinking. Like, I want to see, like, where her brain is at, uh, because, like, she's going to be still thinking about what just happened or what she saw. And if I can see it. But as you probe into her mind, past the unconsciousness into her memories. Can I also dual cast calm emotions on her? She's unconscious. She has no emotions. Okay, never mind. I mean, show me an emotional unconscious person, really. I mean, blackout drunk. They people. were pretty. They were pretty yeah, dramatic. Blackout drunk yeah. and fainting. You're unconscious, technically. Blackout drunk we're... just means you're an idiot. Exactly. You know what? I want to hear your judgment. I'm a nurse. <laughs> just talking medical. Drink enough malt liquor, you'll kill your kidneys. Um, okay. All right. Anoka of Kar, you see her memories 
as she and her husband stroll in, looking at all of the artifacts and reading the plaques, her husband whispering sweet nothings into her ear, saying how proud he is of their son and how he's finally made a name for himself and how he will now no longer just be that man who lived with his parents until he was 30. Oh my god. He's found himself a bride. And then the wife looks away. She feels her husband's arm droop. She looks. Her husband's arm is all that remains. It falls. She sees what looks like a large leg bone eating her husband as the blood sprays on her. The hand falls. A tongue reaches out to grab it as she rushes into the corner. It licks the blood off the ground without... As it hears all of you run into the room, she pushes herself backwards into the corner as it slinks off in the darkness. Oh, fuck. That thing's loose. Uh, guys, we have a problem. Uh, what? I described every day of my life since I met you, but please continue. Uh, I'm going to describe to them what I just saw in her mind. Alright, where did I put There's the good stuff! Out of respect, because you told me, I'm going to offer you the first drift of this. It's something Jonathan gave me. All it's written on it is, you better be damn sure before you drink this. Oh, uh, um... Wait, what is that? And I'm gonna walk oh, up oh, and pick oh. up. What'd you say this was? I'm gonna go ahead and sniff it. Oh, I'm gonna take a shot of it real quick. Alright, uh, first, Frocris, as you sniff, make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. But he's immune to poison. Doesn't poison. I don't think I'm immune to poison, am I? You're a Warforge, aren't you? Getting everything signed in. Hold on. I didn't realize it wasn't signed in. Yeah, I believe I immune to poison and resistance to disease. The constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Con, con uh, saving throw. Con saving throw with disadvantage. You got it. Hold on. Yeah, because technically Warforgers don't have immune systems. They don't. They're metal. Or... They don't immune? They're not. What? They're non organic. Yeah, but you said they're not immune, so he wouldn't have immunity. I'm, I'm <laughs> just mean, being funny. Like... Just being funny. What the fuck? Yo. Hold on. I have this item that I got last game, and I have no idea what it was. I must have been too drunk last time to remember what it is. Yeah, I don't I remember either for a couple things. Yeah, I have a death loop watch, and I really I want to know. <laughs> oh, uh, three uh, three protections from death, more or less. Yes. Uh, so the very first time that you use it, you okay? Let's say you get all three of your uh, death saving throws are failed. <clears throat> you would you normally die. Roll a d twenty. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not immune to poison. I'm resistant. 
Okay. Uh, then there is a one in four chance that you will die permanently, and there is a 75% chance you will come back to life. Oh, cool. The second time you fail all your death saving throws, there is a 50% chance that you will permanently die, and a 50% chance that you will not. Okay. You said, you said con saving throw, right? There is a yep. 75% chance that you will suffer permadeath. Yay. So, an incredibly rare artifact. However, it can live your life at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I, I love I love how that and the only other item I have is the heavenly headpiece where I just summon pigeons. So you know. Then again, fair. Annie summons ducks. Fourteen. Uh, four, yep, fourteen. So as you take a whiff, it is basically the alcoholic equivalent of chloroform. Oh, <laughs> lovely! And you get a little woozy. Bickle says he said you had to be absolutely sure, Lula. As he watches you take a shot, and Lula, you rolled. I didn't roll. What am I rolling? On saving throw with disadvantage, please. Can I just like give her buff superpowers so she's just walking around like a buff little fairy right now? Oh, no, no. If she drinks this, if she survives it, let's see what happens if she survives it first. I'm just kind of imagining like a fairly odd parents buff fairy type situation. Sorry, what was that, Lula? 14. Jonathan was a twisted character. You needed a 14. You are now able to cast Counterspell once at will. What Counterspell? <laughs> yes, is what Counterspell is. Use, use your reaction to basically, when a wizard or you see someone cast a spell, you can interfere with it. Uh, oh. This is something that Bickle and Jonathan made a long, long time ago. Counterspell is. What is the Jonathan name it again? I forgot. Oh, Dwarven Pickle. That's it. Thank you. The Dwarven Pickle. That's what we started it with. <laughs> so you can counter anything that is a third level spell or lower instantaneously. Otherwise, they have to make a roll or something, I believe. Correct. And then yeah, it's a 50 50 chance of whether the counterspell will work or not. I believe it's like 10 past the... Yeah. I used that spell a couple times, so I know. I'll yeah, at it. so Bickle is also going to take a shot. That is a 13 plus 5, 18. So he also gets the ability to use counter spell once. Who else wants a shot? I I mean, there's no reason not to risk it, but so this can go horribly. Hey, DM. For the biscuit. Tim, don't drink. I'm, I'm, gonna, sneaks. I'm gonna go ahead and just pick up the entire thing and just pull half of it in my mouth. No. <laughs> there is only enough for everyone to have one shot. Okay, never no. mind then. Oh, wait, uh, 
Tim's so forgoing his shot. Then there is going to be one shot left. Rock, paper, scissors or something, people. <laughs> well, no, everyone here gets one. There's only going to be but one left. Oh, since it's Tim uh, and he gets past it, he's going to... Um, uh, who wants this extra shot? Cassidy shakes her head and uh, looks and says, I can't drink anything. It goes right through me, quite literally. Oh, there's two extra, then. Uh, Echo right. pucks up. Um, right. Phil's going to offer one little Mr. Kitty. Would you like one? Uh... He just headbutts the shot glass. Nope. <laughs> Does it spill? Uh, Does it spill? I don't know. Does it spill? Well, I mean, like, this. I guess the cat doesn't drink it. No, he headbutts it. He just, like, you don't like when a cat doesn't want something, like, you offer them food and they just fucking headbutt it. Oh! Lightly, not to knock it over. Alright, yeah. so not gonna pour a shot. So it's gonna be two left. Echo's right. gonna do a second shot. <laughs> gonna do a second shot? Yep, might as well. Alright, go ahead. Constitution saving throw with your advantage. Well, the first one was a wonderful, wonderful 19. However, I got a 2 minus 1. You got a 2 minus 1. Oh my god. You got a dirty 1. Lovely. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't lie about yep. my dice rolls. I don't lie about my dice rolls. Seeing this, can I... Uh... Put my hand on him and activate a key point, giving him a her, allowing him to re-roll. Her, her, her. Sorry, is that an ability that monks get? I'd appreciate yep. it. <laughs> I will allow it. Still at disadvantage, though. Correct. That is correct. Yeah, she gets she gets healed. Or basically, yeah. the key point for your role. All right. Basically, how it works is I can spend one key point, and I can have a save and throw, uh, and roll it again. So yep, I'm touching him and giving it to him. Her. Her yes. And it is a fifth. My rolls were 15 and 16 respectively. The lower one being 15 minus one, 14. You were so close. <laughs> it was so close. So, so close to being unconscious for 1d12 hours. Oh, God, I would be out for the rest of the night. That would have been ironic. I would I, I would have probably just tried to put you inside my, my metal body and just walk you around. Cassie would have put her in uh, her hat. Okay, so we have a temporary counterspell? If we won, you got two. You have um, two counter spells. Once they're gone, they're gone. It does not require a spell slot, and they do not expire. They don't. 
fire. Okay, then. And since they don't require spell slots, does that mean they're max level? Oh, this nope. is uh, not quite what you think it is. This is just a lot of magic put into a bottle. Dwarven pickles? They're with, well, you can guess what. The dickle, yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> dickle gave us the dickle? Hey, little D in there never hurt anybody. <laughs> At least it was Hell nice there, so it was a sunny D. That's pickle flavor. I was eating. I'm having zucchini. How do you think I, I mean... feel? You're gonna make me choke. Title your sex tape. Oh. Every time <laughs> anything started to disappear any anymore. I would like to make an investigation check and like look around. Yes, finally. <laughs> I I asked that earlier, but you never told me to make the roll, so I never did. Okay, okay. Um, but by the way, uh, Kaylee. Yeah. Uh, I think you're gonna fall in love with with my fiance in a little bit because uh, there's a line that came out of both of us when we were high as balls that we prepared to use in this game tonight. Oh, no. Actually, technically, there's three, but I gotta make sure that there's actually the context for them to be used. So, this should be interesting. So, it's only a 12 on the perception. That's actually not bad. Okay, so as you look around, you notice that these uh, that locked glass displays are very old and very fragile-looking objects. Inside are small trinkets from years past. You see suits of armor all behind what looks like panes of unbreakable glass. However, you notice that one of the panes seems to have been misplaced, but they're all still up. As you see a pane of glass leaning against one of the walls, yet all the glass and all the displays is still up. So there's an extra pane of glass? Oh, wait, wait. I have an idea. I go up to the pane, and I uh, put my claws through the thing, dis uh, destroying the spell. Oh. Because I have anti-magic claws. And the glass breaks. Shatters on the floor. As you see, the museum's curator, watching you do this, fainting again. Oh. Uh, uh. Did I do bad? Not necessarily. I just, I just don't think you thought before you did. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, look. So, do we need this? To isn't the thing. Is one of these things the thing? Can I roll investigation to see where the leg mouth thingy monster went? 
Uh, well, technically speaking, once a mimic goes into a stationary position, it is entirely undistinguishable from the objects around it. You're more than welcome to look around for it, though. Can I cast Detect Magic specifically for the mimic? Mimics aren't magic. That's part of one of their racial abilities. Or... I cast Zone of Truth on the museum. <laughs> <laughs> Zone of Truth only has like 30 foot radius. No, 15 foot but radius. It's 60 foot by 15 foot. The range is 60 feet. The building is bigger. And, but I, I'm going to have the Zone of Truth around me so when I walk through it'll follow me. So that, so that I'm basically like a mimic detector going from room to room trying to find this thing. I don't know what that affects the mimic per se. Zone of truth just makes everyone around you speak the truth, including um, yourself. If you're in this, if you're oh, the point circle. Oh no, I know what it is. I have two different types of truth spells. Give me a second. I need to find. Where is the one? We need that to I read have? our spells more. Oh, 100%. Oh, truth seeing. I have truth seeing. I'm going to use it to see the mimic. There we go. Okay, so true. This spell gives the willing creature you touch the ability to see things as they actually are. For the duration, the creature has true sight, notices secret doors hidden by magic, and can see into the ethereal plane all out to your range of 120 feet. Clever. Yeah. True sight would definitely catch a uh, mimic. Oh wait, I can. Technically, this is a shape changer. So, well, actually, its astral form wouldn't change with its physical form. You can more or less like see invisible creatures, things that have shape changed into objects, and know that they are creatures. So I believe that it should affect in a mimic as well. You'll Dang, be able to... that's good. Yes, actually, yes, one hundred percent. True sight's one of the close to busted abilities. Mm-hmm. And na -na 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 mimic busters. <laughs> Very well. well. There's a Using your true seeing, you happen to notice that one pane of glass in the corner, not too far from where the young lady Nanoka was herself, seems to suddenly shape a little as a small arm reaches out to grab Nanoka as it goes to wrap around her. No, no. It's not an arm, but a tongue. Okay, well, I'm going to no, pick up the head, aim it at the mimic, and say, "Blast it!" Oh, if I hear the Fro Frockris, I'm going to pick up Frockris and make he has a body again. I'm going to turn his head towards the mimic and tell him to blast it with his elbow. Oh well, that's a horse of a different color. Um, I don't actually have Eldritch Blast, but I can go ahead and empty the energy reserve that I have 
and try to blast it with like a percentage of my energy. That's what I blew. That's what I blew Bickle's leg off with the pool. Yeah, do that. I'm just gonna yell something like, "Horny energy, go." Well, so Doug. Yes. I'm only going to be. Uh, I'm only go going to be able to. If this turns into a fight, I'm only going to be able to fight maybe five turns after this, then. That sounds like a you problem. No, I'm just giving you a heads up. Okay. Uh, so, what do you want me to roll for damage? Because last time we didn't really do a damage roll for Bickle's leg. But I'm going to be using 50% of the stored energy. Um, how much energy would you say? Say that again. You could reasonably, uh, it's about seventy-five to ninety-five percent energy, and that's what keeps me actually like online in a sense. So basically, what I'm saying is, after I purge the fifty percent, I'm only going to have a very short short time to actually fight and interact if I need to. And then I'll shut down. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. For some strange reason, my computer crashed. I heard you. Uh-oh. No, no, don't worry. I'm on my phone now. We're good. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? Oh, I heard uh, uh, Basically, I asked what would be, like, how much of a of your power do you want to use? Uh, 50%, because then I'll be good for uh, only five combat terms if we get into combat. We'll okay, so if you were to describe what you're doing using a spell slot, what spell slot would you say you'd be using? Like, what level? Oh, goodness. Uh, I, would Even a probably, I would probably say level five. Okay. Jesus. So... For what would be the equivalent of a level three spell attack, I would say give me three d twelve. All right, rolling. However, you still have to roll to hit. That is true. In the meantime, the mimic was trying to attack the lady. Correct. Correct. Twelve to hit. Can I intercept with my super bunny speed? I actually was going to use my cutting words is uh, what I said at the beginning of combat. Oh. I don't believe yep. it was heard. That so was that oh, was... no, I did hear the cutting words. Um, so as Frockris's head or sorry, as Frockris flies headfirst across the room, a cutting word cuts across saying Hold it right there. Objects as you see the tongue stop. And it gives a negative eight to its hit on a an attack. I believe it was making an attack towards her. Right. If it wasn't making an attack, nothing. As you see, the, yeah, it shrinks back in pain. Frocris's attack misses, and it shoots forward into the next room. Back into the shadows. You see Nanoka lying on the ground, now covered in mimic drool and still unconscious. Cool. Cast precipitation on her. Um, I mean, I could, but like, 
Cassidy sees no need to. I mean, I, I can, I can spare a heal, and I heal her to wake her up. Oh, she's covered in slime. Clean her. Oh, and as you say that, Bickle casts Prestidigitation and cleans all the blood and everything off of her. That's what I said okay. to do in the first place. Oh, I thought yeah, you Cassidy wanted to... would have done it, but she just hates everybody and sees no reason. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I just this gang of idiots. I I'm kind of stuck with. Oh, them. bye, Diem. He'll pop back in in a second. No, oh, there he is. In the meantime, our sponsors are. Oh, look, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I rebooted my computer. Everything's good to go now. Our sponsors so. are Big Dick Daddy. Uh... <laughs> Adam and Again, Eve. for our sponsor, Rain Shadow Legends. Rain Shadow. No, no, we will we are no, we're not sponsored. What's that, guys? We, Edit this we out. Are, we post? are not okay. We are not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Can you guys imagine if they offer us a sponsorship after that? Like, I can a imagine if they offer us a lawsuit. Hey, I'll show their good name. And we cut back in about now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so as you look on past the room, you see one of the glasses heads out, slinks across the room, into room nine. Gleaming copperware, plates, vases, pots, all from old civilizations are on display behind thick glass cases in this hall. A double staircase leads to the second floor. I follow it into the room. She's still got true sight. Yeah. As you follow it into the room, you see uh, room nine. Bear with me, I'm just scrolling down. Ah, there we are. On the left and right lie different wings. On the right, you see a small alchemical table showing the basic things that would be used to make small potions. On the left, you see a desk leading off into another small room containing a small trophy case. Where do you want to go? Um, can I tell which way the mimic went? You cannot. Hmm. Must not be in this room. Can I? Is there a roll I can do to see what what my gut feels like? What feels like the right direction? You could make a investigation check to try to track it. Eighteen. You look on the floor and you notice that the dust is disturbed going to the left room. I go to the left room. Is anybody following me? I am. 100% okay. behind as well. Making I'm sure not. to stay in the doorway. I'm so fast, I'm right behind you. I am not. Nickel is staying half Cassidy. a room away and he's currently drinking something. I yell out Cass to Pickle, Watch her, please! Uh, hey, I'll watch it. I, I, I've got the bottle that I can see through the bottom with. I'm good. Cassidy is still like examining bones, um, and trying to see which ones she can she can either study or bring back to life. 
as you look around, you notice that there are other creatures. Ancient saber-toothed tigers. You notice a baby mammoth. And interesting of all, you notice the iron bones of a fire lizard. Oh. Oh. Metal? Not metal. metal. Naturally occurring biological iron. Yeah. Okay, so would this be a medium-sized creature? It is. Here's the thing. With my Animate the Dead, too, this is why I wanted to do this, just so you know. When I use Animate the Dead, um, I make an additional creature. Correct. Um, and it also increases by my level, and it has a proficiency bonus. Um, so, that is because I have Undead Thralls. Um, so, can I bring this nice fire lizard and animate it and make a copy of it? You want to have dual fire lizards. Well, yeah, if I animate the dead, I get two of them. Because of undead thralls. That's her, that's uh, <laughs> two fire lizards for the price of one. <laughs> two for the price of one, let's go. I- Iron skeletal lizards. Yes. Well, technically... Have you ever seen the volcano snail? Yeah. It has a shell made out of fused iron, and it can literally live next to lava flows. Its shell is like magma and obsidian. This thing is ridiculous. Um, Now, the fire lizard, these are actually just a juvenile fire lizard. Technically... It's more of um, a fire nuke, I guess is the best word for it. I'm so happy. Can I make two of these, please? You can certainly try. Okay, let me see. Let me roll. Let me roll d20, and then... I'm going to pull up my Volo's Guide to Monsters, so go ahead and take your time. Look up my spell attack. I have to look at my spell attack bonus. Well, not spell attack, but my spell uh, bonus. So, whatever it is, it's powerful enough and or important enough to be in a museum, so. Oh, I got a nat 20, and I really don't want to lie, I'm sending a picture of this. Oh my god, yes! What? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even, you're not even supposed to roll for this spell, but like, yeah, just roll a nat 20, why don't you? I did. Yo, my hands are so shaky that this looks like shit, but you know. <laughs> hey, Scods, what did I do today? This is the second that time I did today, and I used a different D20 this time. I used a different D20. Yeah. And you get nice handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have teacher handwriting. Okay. So, how do you want to do this? I want to animate the dead, this fucking lizard. I want to bring his ass back to life. Let's go. I don't want him to be a skeleton anymore. I want him to, like, like I want to control his ass. Okay. I mean, I also have to animate <sighs> the dead, so, like. She can learn from it, too. 
And I make two of them. Scrolling down. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. This is why you don't bring a necromancer to a museum, my guy. Page 142. We brought a necromancer and a thief into it. Necromancer. <laughs> alcoholic chaos fairy. And also Tim. Hey, it sounds like me, a harem, besides Tim. So, the Fire Newt. In regions that contain hot springs, volcanic activities, and similar hot and wet conditions, fire newts might be found. These humanoid-like amphibians live in a militaristic theocracy that reveres elemental fire in, as its, in its worst incarnation. They need hot water to live and breed. They become sluggish, mental, and physically ill if they spend any time away, more than a week, away from a source of moist heat. Prolonged lack of heat can shut down a fire newt community as the creatures go into hibernation and their eggs stop developing. This must be kept warm at all times, as it is a neutral evil humanoid medium-sized fire newt that you have following behind you. And you don't have to worry about trying to keep it alive with those uh, silly uh, keep it hot conditions because it's already dead. You may mm -hmm. use the stats from Volo's Guide to Everything, page number 142. Okay, can I look that up? You are more than welcome to. In fact, I actually have a copy here. If you give me just a moment. And you get two. Yeah, I will save it. If you send me a picture or a screenshot, I'll save it. I have two of these things. Let's go. And they get proficiency. <laughs> Unstoppable. Yours, I believe. Is that what it yeah, is? Yes. They get yeah. my proficiency bonus for all their rolls. And they also have HP uh, that's equal to my wizard level. So whatever their stats are, you add your proficiency as well. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculously awesome. Isn't that ridiculous? I can't wait. Yeah. This is why we don't bring the Necromancer into the museum, folks. You know, I actually I saw something once that was a, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, it was an idea for a D&D &D character where they were a paleontologist necromancer that just wanted to restore skeletons to their true form so they could rest in peace. Aww. Almost like a cryptozoologist, though. All right, so I sent you a quick text file there. Yeah, I'm so looking you at now it. have two adolescent fire newts. <laughs> they are they died young. I'm saying like teenage years, comparatively for humans. And remember, they have to be kept warm. Actually, you don't need to do that because they're already dead. They like to be kept warm. It's easy for me to keep keep them warm because I can just like, I can just literally hand them one of my chromatic orbs and make it a fire orb and be like, here you go, carry this around, have fun. You're gonna give them a fucking heat rock. Yeah. Oh, that works. Next thing you know, you're gonna have a terrarium like to, on your back. 
Yeah, I mean, Cassidy, Cassidy's already dead, so what's a little bit more weight? You, you True. Might You're a walking yeah. terrarium. I'm a walking corpse already, so a terrarium's not much different. Good point. <laughs> All right. Oh God, DM, you sound like a bag of chips. Hmm? You sound like a bag of Doritos. I do. It yep. sounds like you're you're tonguing your mic. I am not tonguing my mic. Yeah, it did sound like you were throating it. Well, that was what else I was going to say, but I kind of toned it down, but never mind. <laughs> How's Unhinged. it now? Yeah. Unhinged. Yeah, Can I you don't hear me now. Yeah, yep, you perfect. sound less like Doritos. I like Doritos. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys want to do now that um, there's a walking corpse with two other walking corpses that have souls remember resembling them aflame? Echo just claps and congratulates Casty on the reanimation. These I'm are specimens. Uh, Bickle is going to take out some alcohol, splash it on each of them, look for a little flame, and go, Mazel Tov. Yo, is he going to try to set them on fire? No, he was christening them. Oh, God. Okay. Uh... I'm going to roll and see if I can figure out what any of this is. Or if the, I just think uh, eh, it's probably part of the museum show at this point. So I'm going to roll Arcana. Or do you want me to roll Investig... What do you think I should roll for that? Well, as I'm you sure. want to go look at the trophy room, you got to tell me what it is you want to do. Because no, as Lula I'm... looks around, you swear you saw one of the trophies just move. Oh, I investigate the trophy. Uh, you look into a trophy case, seeing five different trophies. Two bronze, 14. two silver, one gold. They all sit perfectly still. I rolled a 14 for investigation. True sight. That True Sight doesn't tell you it's a monster when it stands perfectly still. That is part of its shape-shifting ability. Mm. We, we're just with I'm gonna look at the mark. Is there dust on the shelf it's on? Yes. Does it look like the dust has been disturbed where it might have settled down? You see the second one on the right the second copper one has a distinctly disturbed dust ring. Okay, mm. I'm gonna look at the copper one and I cast Power it's... Word Kill on it. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh, well, shit! I was gonna say, let's group up so that it doesn't run away, but <laughs> you, guys, you guys are but, at a much you know, higher level. But... Oh, you wanna <laughs> roll hard, hard? <laughs> Fun fact, I actually have two power spells. <laughs> Is that another corpse too? <laughs> Control alt delete. <laughs> Shut down as admin. And that is the second time I have also ever used that spell. It's not a spell I throw around. 
So, that one. as you cast Power Word Kill on this trophy, you see it gets gently blown back and nothing happens. But the one beside it has reached over just as it reached in <laughs> and goes to attack I the... Lula. I, was, I, I said I was right behind her. It. 16 against your armor class. <laughs> I used that. Fuck, I'm, I'm, got a 13. I'm sorry. What is your armor class? <laughs> hey, hey, DM. Yes. I used that, no. Um, as this is the... a pack of opportunity, though. Yeah. Uh, when uh, uh, someone. As the attack of opportunity happens, since I'm watching this thing, um, I'm going to go ahead and use Vultex Whoop on Lula to put her just shy of the attack. Yeah. Yeah, and if someone makes an attack near me, I can use my reaction to intercept. I said I was right behind her the whole time. Very well. So you want to intercept the attack of a mimic. Yep, and I get the strike in. If I land my hit, then it does not uh, do its thing. Very well. So, But I have mm -hmm. to hit it. So, because the mimic cannot hit Lula, who is moved out of range, and the bunny goes to grab it, Forgetting that when mimics are stationary, they exude a sticky substance on the outside of them, causing Tim's Hopper's very fur fingers to get completely stuck to the mimic, as it you... then takes off down the hall and tries so. to slide through a grate in the floor. Uh, but here's the thing. The moment it tries to go, I get a hit on it. You no. can certainly try. You're not leaving, You're not leaving it, it dragging you with it. Yeah, you'd be stuck to it. Technically, he is stuck to it. Technically, you, technically you're considered grappled. I am immune to the grappled condition. Oh, then that doesn't happen to him. Remember? that He might not be grappled, but he's still adhered. I cannot be restrained in any sort of way. I, I want to cast a force cage on Tim Hopper and the Mimic if he's stuck to it. If he's not just the Mimic. Okay. Well, I, then if he's not stuck because he's immune to adhesion, the Mimic yep. is just going to take off. And if you want stuck to cast force cage, you can certainly try. I am going to cast force cage. And with her casting force cage, I'm going to actually use my Misty Step and teleport right into the space in front of where the Mimic is running. Very well. If it's running away from him, well, me, then I get my hit then. Now it does, yes. And to see if it stays in place regardless. Right, so, as the Force Cage kicks in, it is an invisible cube-shaped prison composed of magical forces springs into existence around an area within your area. When the range, the prison can be a cage or a solid box as you choose. It can be up to 20 feet of a half-inch diameter bars. It can be the shape of a box, creating a solid barrier. 
when you cast a spell, the creature inside the area is trapped. Creatures only partially within the area, or those too large to fit inside the area are pushed away from the center of the area or until they are completely outside of the area. It cannot, believe, it cannot leave by non-magical means. If the creature tries to use teleportation or interplane to leave the travel, it must make a charisma saving throw. So, it also blocks ethereal travel. So, you have successfully caught a mimic as it squirms around. <laughs> but as you hold it in a force cage for one hour. I was still able to get my punch in on it. Yes. Oh, and don't forget there, Lula. In order to do this, you have to consume a ruby dust worth 1,500 gold. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I have enough gold. Just making sure you know. How you have currently caught the mimic. You are out of combat. You also, uh, my my hit was, uh, would be 3d10 plus 13. And one, 24 damage, and it is stunned as well. Very well. So, <laughs> so now, no matter what, it was going to be staying there regardless. Apparently, it was getting when no matter what we did, it wasn't getting away. <laughs> We were ready. We were. I was going to catch it. The thing was not getting away. Awesome. So, as you cage this mimic, and you said you did how much damage? Uh, it was twenty-four. Twenty-four damage, and it's stunned until my next. Okay, return. so twenty-four damage. So it is currently considered to be bloody and stunned as it lies in the cage looking oh, I'm... Hmm? and uh i'm also gonna activate my hand of harm which also adds uh another 2d10 plus six as you hold in the cage what looks indistinguishable from a regular copper trophy. Non non uh non lethal, by the way. I know. Ten plus six. So you have caught the mimic. What do you want to do? So eighteen more points of damage. Okay. Still unconscious. Oh. I search for the museum's curator, the person who had welcomed us here, and want to inform him of the situation of the rampant mimic throughout his building. Ah, you want to go speak with, uh, oh, what's his name? Abarat. Abarat, yes. Very well. As you go to speak with Abarat, you notice him talking to two very distraught men in the main hall. Say to them, I don't know where they went. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you know, your wives are like sisters to me. Why would I wish ill will upon them? But, oh, there, 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 there they are, there they are. 
Have you seen Nanoka? Have you seen this man's wife? I believe we saw Nanoka. She was being chased around by a no. rather dangerous beast in your building. A mimic. husband. I'm resting this whole time because uh, I burnt for a lot of key. The, no, that's the mimic ate the husband. That's wrong. That's yep. not the husband. I know. I As know, but shout, I'm trying to. That's not the husband. You immediately see Nanoka's husband. Open up his chest to devour Abarat. He's making an attack roll, correct? That is a oh, an eighteen and a one. <laughs> He's gonna take the well, eighteen. Well, actually, cutting words is my immediate reaction that I very do well. So, cut my words, words, good cutter. Lay no harm. Ah, oh, it's only a negative one. So oh, only. Hit. No, it, I I roll a die. I roll my bardic inspiration die, and unfortunately, it was a one. So does so does it still hit? <laughs> I I I. <laughs> I want to cast Hideous Laughter on the Mimic. You can certainly try. Okay. <laughs> this game is a shambles. <laughs> um, I love it. I want to scream at it. You couldn't open your mouth big enough for him. <gasps> what? Who are that you sounds insulting? like an insult to him, the like mimic. calling him ability too. Yours insult both. The Mimic can't... Mimics are supposed to have giant mouths, yes? What are you saying? That he couldn't even suck him off if he wanted to? What the hell? Insulting no. the mimic and the person. Oh, I believe that's right. That is insulting. I'm supposed to make oh, him yeah, laugh, well, I'll I? take it. The mimic feels a little hurt as it hesitates for a moment, but still goes to take a giant bite and takes 15 hit points off of Abarat by taking off his right arm. You see him I'm... fall on the ground, <laughs> writhing in pain, as then the mimic takes off into the next room. Bickle! Bunny! Uh, can I... I... I bolt to the person, and, and then I go, oh... Uh, and I heal him with my soul key energy. And as you do this, the mimic runs into room nine, upstairs into room ten. <clears throat> as Bickle goes to the stairs and goes, I'm not going upstairs alone! Let's go! Alright, let's go! Holy shit! Up and after. Um, yeah, we're and right then, Bickle. And then whispers to Tim Hopper, um, I believe that you're the fastest one amongst us. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Then take this. All right. So free with my three hundred and sixty foot of movement speed. No, you have more than that because Echo touches you and casts haste. Oh, Oh, can I? Can I do something as well? Can I do enhanceability and give him cat's grace? Can I give him fly? 
What? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Don't turn me into a fucking Superman. You're gonna turn him into the Flash. No, I don't want to turn into a diamond. We're not going that level. I want to. I'm tired of this thing running away. I want to catch it, and I so I'm dead. Yeah. I'm double it. So I'm doubling Tim Hooper's movement speed. He's gonna go up and mock mine. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so if we double my speed and then double it again and double it one more time, that's uh, we're we're looking at we're looking at the thousand range at this point. <laughs> So a thousand technical term for that is <laughs> So my movement speed is that. So I'm gonna be very careful because I remember what happened with uh that tabaxi <laughs> long ago. So I'm gonna be very, very careful and cautious when I catch this mimic and knock it out. You chase after the mimic at max. Here's speed. the problem. You can't chase the mimic and heal the guy who's dying at the same time. Me One being that bad. I can heal him. Alright. I cast healing word. As, First, as I go and perform it. You have to make a death saving throw. <sighs> can I pray to Ravana? Three. Fail. Alright. <gasps> can I pray to Ravana? I'm praying. To, I'm gonna pray to Ravana. Seventeen. Uh, he casts. Ah. I'm pretty sure someone's casting a heal spell at this point. Two failures. Um, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no! Hit me with that religion check. Okay, give me a second. Whoa. Are we just why passing rounds round? quickly? 33! Like, why, why is rounds passing so quickly here? I'm confused. If there's any initiative or anything, or... If we're... Give me a D100 with advantage. 70. Oh. <laughs> As you feel a gentle calmness around you, you feel your good friend Ravana enter your thoughts. As she just looks at you and goes... You owe me something tasty for this bitch. As she Hi. brings another soul back and places it in to Abarat. The bleeding has stopped. He comes to, but his right arm is gone. Oh, God. Oh. Holy shit. He's alive. Okay. You need to get everybody out of the museum. He's going to look at you, hold the stump of his arm, give you a quick nod, and start to walk out slowly. Wait. You see, he reaches in his pocket, pulls out a healing potion. And heals himself for oh that sucks two one one one. Oh my god! That was supposed to be forty four plus four. That was a good healing potion. Oh well, he's up and moving. It was low quality. 
And then you see he grabs the last husband, speaks with him, and says, We have to find your wife. We will find her. You guys need to evacuate. As you see the old man walk outside with his young charge. Well, that's going on. I've already, I'm already done what I did. I'm going upstairs to join the group. As you all head upstairs into the tenth room. DM. Yes? Before any of that happens, remember, I just got turned supersonic. Why no? Turn, my movement speed went thousands. And now I'm, and I said I, the moment that happened, I zipped everywhere and caught that mimic. What was Here's what the was the uh, thing that we said about uh, extremely high speeds again? And I and I said I was being very careful with that in mind because Tim <clears throat> not to go too fast, but he is still very fast now. Couldn't he catch something that was right in front of him? Hold on. As soon as the mimic zips across the room. Turns the corner, and Tim, within a fraction of a second of seeing it vanish, also finds himself at the end of the room. He looks up the staircase to see empty stairs. You see, leading into the next room, beneath locked glass displays lie very old and very fragile-looking clay objects. Toy horses, cups, urns. This is by far the smallest exhibit in the museum, a testament to the rarity of these specimens. What do you want to do? Well, at super speed, I'm going to look around. Mm -hmm. And the moment... So, Tim is now looking for something that he needs to knock unconscious. And he is... And he's not known for being subtle or caring about if something's ex- exceedingly expensive when damaging. Oh, so I know. You- every pot. And I am going turbo speed. So I have to stick in character when I say non lethal damage. Hit every single thing in the room all at once. <laughs> I was just going to use locate object, but okay. <laughs> oh, this I is think technically you'd have to know what it is to be able to locate it, and it can be any object. No, this is everything's getting a fistful of fury. <laughs> okay. Take my fuzzy fist. <laughs> so, I you go fist. up into the room beating the crap out of all the toy horses, cops, urns, everything. Tiny little uh, bits of dust fly around as you smash all the figurines, the table, the chairs. All of the papers have been reduced to shreds. You look around the room. Nothing remains but dust and punch marks. Echo, keep going. (laughs) I will be... I will be an unconscious, uh, knocking out kind of pr- blender going out through the entire place over and over until I hit him. 
Oh, you're the fastest, not the smartest. I see now. Because uh, I'm trying to knock him unconscious. That uh. Oh, I know exactly what you're trying to do. So it probably looks like a hurricane is going. And as everyone goes upstairs to see the hurricane. <laughs> What do you guys want to do? As you walk in to see Jonathan, huffing and puffing and punching everything. Not Jonathan. It's Tim Hopper. Oh, Tim. Has uh, a minute passed at this point? What? If, that would have taken only a second at this speed. Okay. Yeah, and he's just, the whole time, He's he's going for everything. Do I hit anything that uh that anti magic claws can't deal with? Not really, no. But you have and to find the mimic. Is there a next room? There is. Have I hit everything already in this room? The door to the area is locked. It is the door to the statue garden. Punch in the door. Punching certainly game. try, so go ahead and make a strength roll. I... All right, and uh, how many how many attack rolls is that? One, One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, it's a door, man. It's it's dust, man. It's a door. Four. 36 to hit. The door blows inward. An old Magra statue stands alone, surrounded by pockets of flowers, left by well-wishers passing through the museum. You see, it continues on to a historical armory, showing the features of the same assortment of weapons, armor, and heraldry, again behind reinforced bits of glass. All right. So now it's starting to calm down a bit. Is there a... Still going super fast. I'm going to keep doing this tornado thing. But I'm going to be more careful about how hard I hit. So I'm only basically doing like tiny little taps. And as soon as I make a connection on a living thing, bam. So a little bit more precise with my hits. All right. As you do that... Eventually, getting behind the statue with a BAM, you knock out one of the wives. Oh, God. Well, good thing uh, I'm doing my... uh... All right, uh, gonna keep on going I with the hurricane, but uh, because of the way my healing works, uh, instead of hits, now when I hit her, it's all healing, and she's back up to full again. And then keep going. No. Um, Echo ended a concentration on her haste spell, seeing that you've uh. done enough. <laughs> That's only one of the... What was no. it? Three? I like that. You... You've done enough. No. Do you know what happens when haste ends, son? Oh. You do not get any actions whatsoever for your whole turn, which would be another six seconds. Enough for you to stop and think for a moment. 
and not toxic. Okay. That is technically how the spell works. So Echo comes in and shall we recess the situation and not harm any more innocents? Just because you've repaired him doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Good ma'am, are you all right? I suppose so. Please allow us to escort you outside of here into safety. I am sorry for all the evening's tragedies. Saying that, though, I look to Lula and hope she understands what my pleading look means. I'm sorry. I Lusara. Lusara Domar. Alright, well, is your friend Nanoka? No, she was a jerk. Oh, okay. You used to put frocks down my dress. How did you end up up here? My husband got an invitation. He said, bring your wife or other. I'm the other. So the invitation specifically said to bring a partner? No. No proper party has husbands or that wives. Okay. Especially one at a museum. Mm, I don't have true sight. I can't do anything about this. You can do insight check. You could do investigation, perception, history, arcana. We can definitely roll with the insight check. All right, insight. Uh, Mid mid at best, 12. All right, 12. She's almost telling the exact truth. The only thing is she hasn't mentioned that she's not the wife, she's the mistress. Oh. No, I, I heard that through the implication. Yes. I figured that through the implication. Yes. So, you know blatantly when she said other, she meant she's, you know, the mistress. Being a bard and knowing that sort of things, I wink and nod and say, we'll keep this in this business between ourselves then. I'm sure your other that brought you was downstairs waiting outside. She better not be the mimic. No, he's not. What did you just say? The left of him is over there. She points oh. to a corner. <gasps> no! Two drops of blood oh and a God. couple scraps of clothing. Oh, God, no, we were too late. Yeah, um, I, Cassidy, Cassidy looks at that and says, ooh, yeah, I can't bring that back. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I probably that could. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I can't bring that back. <laughs> that, I'm giving you a point of inspiration. Okay, then my word of advice <laughs> to you, ma'am, is to just leave and never look back. <laughs> is there a window in the room? 
Uh, let me take a look. Yeah, maybe she can jump out it. Now I'm feeling like I should have just slapped everyone. Window, window, window. And dispelled all magics. Because everything I hit uh, can become non-magical when I... Alright, there are no windows in the room. However, there is another door leading off to room 12. As you notice that the room is a continuation of the armory and the ancient tool gallery. See, showing ancient tools from humans, elves, dwarves, with intricate carvings showing their origins and uses. It also shows most of the exciting pieces behind their protective glass of fossilized eggs, molds of mammoth footprints, an ancient fauna stuck in amber, for example. Uh, taking opportunity of the chaos, I'm going to look through the display case for anything that I would find pretty or interesting. Sorry. <laughs> of course, Echo would. Um, do you want to do, say, an investigation check? A history check? Let me tell you, when it comes to all these checks, I'm always, I'm always just getting flat plus one from, oh, well, that was a 17, though, so that's, uh, 18. Okay, okay. Anything intelligence-based, Echo does not do well. It, it is purely dice rolls at that point. Yeah, uh, Cassidy is the brains of the operation. Brains and Mm-hmm. Oh, Timmy, Tim's not really much of brains. You're, you're gonna love me. So, I always love you, DM. First, roll a D four. Oh boy. Sharp and pointy. Here we go. Three. Three. You have found an Ionian gem. Oh. Ooh. Ionian gem? Like an ion stone? Created by is it with people with magic gems? They're all uniform. They grant the bearers the ability to speak telepathically with each other, as well as the ability to cast a spell telepathy and heal once per day. Spells as a ring of spell turning does. So uh, once per day. So it's a free heal and that other spell per day, and it's a, a ring of spell storm. What is it? Or spell turning? Look up ring of spell turning, and it's also uh, it gives you those two spells per day. It's a spell storing ring. No, it's a ring of a uh, spell turning. Turning. Sorry. Hold on, I've got uh, the entire thing here. It's a ring of spell turning with those two spells. Once a day, you can use one of the spells. Or oh, legendary item. Okay, I know. Then. Yeah, 
So it's that None. plus a little bonus of the being able to cast those spells once a day each. What were the spells again? Heal and what was the other one? Hold on. You you found yourself a good good item there. How many? Eat. We have a legendary class item. This is the love, and I'm scared to see what the hate. <laughs> All right, there it goes the Ionian gem. Yeah, I'm picking up plenty of things that are nice and for a nice, yet require attunement. It's a museum. I think that's one of the best ones. Probably. I mean... And probably the bad news is it's behind a pane of glass, isn't it? Um, that's technically not a problem. Yeah. Wait, why? You'll find out. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. I mean, Tim can shatter anti-magic with, e with ease. Uh, I oh, mean, DM. DM. DM disappeared. No. Give him a no. second. No, I have, I have a couple ways to get around uh, glass. Um, for starters. This was like indestructible anti-magic or indestructible uh, enchanted glass. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, first step, uh, casting reduce on self, seeing if I could just slip slip past through cracks. This past tiny there he is. I told you he'd be back. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So, so I have a goal, guys, and I want to know if you guys think it's going to be a good goal. Oh, oh god. Well, I'm going to help. So Sorry, my... So my third leg here, and I'm just gonna go ahead and no, no. toot my toot my third leg. Uh, what would you guys say if we try to find a way to make an, an anti-magic tool? I mean, no. I I, I actually no. am. I, I I show I show him my claws. I'm like, uh, uh, these are specifically made to be anti-magic. What are you talking about? And I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna slap him upside the head with my flute. Alright, as soon as it hits, you notice you just hit basically solid muscle that can actually take that hit. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, um, well, actually, I have a bunch of spare of the material, but I, because I only needed a bit for my claws. I, I was thinking of making a w giant weapon, but in instead I have a bunch of extra. Well, how about this? And I take out a bag of 90,000 gold and hand it to him and be like, just make, just, just add it to me. I, I, I mean, I, and you see, uh, Tim Hopper pulls out, because you said he, he got this in a quantity of pounds, and for his claws, he only needed, well, ounces, really. So this may be a little crazy. But this stuff, uh, 
is the same stuff my claws are made of. And uh, just need to get up the specific number here. And it was... Where is it? Unbreakable. I know I have it here. There it is. Oh. 225 pounds. Mm. Oh. What the fuck? Good thing I have a couple endless bags to hold in, right? Uh, so I give you a couple, uh, what, would you like 50 pounds it? I'll take as much as you'll give me, and I give him the 90,000 gold. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, well, I guess I got 90,000 gold, and you got 250 pounds of, uh, How much weight can you carry there, Frocris? Well, we're about to find out, won't we? An extra 250 pounds of uh, metal. Well, Tim can carry a lot, and he has many bags of holding. Like, he has a, a heavy set backpack that looks like a crate on his back. He has a satchel on his side. He has a hip bag. Like... Tim so, is a carrier. So Tim. Uh, yes. Can you go? Can you help me get this equipped onto my body? I mean, what is he gonna I, do? Weld it on you with a punch? Come on. I mean, go to hey, hey, if knowing, I punch, knowing if I punch Tim, really he might, he might end up punching him. Could I? Could I freaking weld it on? <laughs> We might want to wait for a more opportune moment to do that. Yeah, go ahead and hold that medal for me now, but I went ahead and I already paid you 90000 for it, so yeah. You just, get, you just gave a monk 90000 gold, and you know he's not going to use that well. <laughs> nope, not going to be used yep, anywhere. But at least I got 200-something pounds of anti-magic metal now. So did I just find that ring? You know ring? what the opera reminds me of? What? If Master Roshi wasn't perverted. Oh, I, I thought you were going to think of Looney uh, Bugs Bunny. No. Because think about Master Roshi. He's all about the exercise. Oh, yes. All right, so. As you guys are healing this lady, looking around... Finding these statues. These you know creepy fucking statues. Hmm? These creepy fucking statues. I've got to be right back, you know guys. In fact, that you are not alone. As Tim walks into the room and sees several items missing, an open window, and the flash of a face, and a bag as they escape out the window. Hey, DM, I'm going to go in, like, auto-walk mode and follow somebody around. I've got to be right back. No worries. I'm going to I'm gonna roll an insight check to see if I could tell if he was stealing or not, if this is all a coincidence. Uh, I wouldn't call it an insight check, but investigation check. All right, investigation is, you've done this to yourself. <laughs> Twenty minus one, ah! two, so a one. 
Everything seems okay in here. Turns around, walks out. Sounds about right. <laughs> so what's going on in that room? I'm, I'm sorry. I was trying to. Oh, um, it looks like uh, the window opened and there was a bunch of wind. Oh well, that's all it is. I, I mean, I'm gonna go investigate listen. that room. All right, so. As you walk into the room, go ahead and do an investigation check. Ten. <laughs> as long as it's better than a one. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I just came back. What are we doing? Uh, investigating <laughs> a room. That um. Okay. Long story short, Tim Hopper walked into it, and then <laughs> rolling that one. And couldn't tell what was in the room if it tried to slap him in the face. Oh, good. But, like, oh, everything's okay here. While well, someone's stealing everything and jumping out the window, and I clearly am, like, there for the whole thing. I'm like, eh, didn't see anything. I got a 17 plus a 6. I'm like, All right. As you look around, noticing there are quite a few empty pedestals <gasps> from outside the window. What do you want to do? Oh, if I hear that, I'm going to jump out the window. There's an empty pedestal? I'm going to fly out you. the window and see what's going on. As you jump out the window, you notice a small blood stain on the ground and just bushes on the outside. Hmm. Well, I can survive that kind of fall, because monk. Oh, you oh do. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I'm going to jump out the window and use feather fall. You're only on a second story. Oh. You could make it without that. Oh, I can? Yeah, yeah. My, my meat sack is going to fall apart? Okay, great. Then I'll just jump out. Yeah, and I can, jump over I can jump over. I can jump down over 100 feet and be perfectly fine. Um, I would just say make a very easy deck saving throw and you're good. Watch me fail this. If you get higher deck... than 5, you're fine. I get a plus 0 to my deck. Better than negative right there, uh, Tim Hopper. I got a 6. Okay, so <laughs> you're good. You land with a little thump. Like Your knees would have hurt you tomorrow if they were functional. <laughs> and you walk over seeing not but a couple of bushes a blood patch on the ground still warm and dripping as Michael okay. climbs down with a rope he pulls from his bag of holding and says well so that's blood yeah it his blood. Nice observation, Benkel. He's so smart. I need a body in order to heal that. You know, I, I think I think I already need that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure we're very good at doing what we're doing. Perhaps we just. I'll let you know. 
color Every left. Group I've been, this entire group, no matter who's joined and left, it's always been like that. We're not the best at it, but sometimes uh, we get it right. We get shit done once in a while. Other times, we just leave. Yeah. Most of the time we get drunk. Um, but I like that. <laughs> I like that second option of leaving. I mean, shouldn't we at least see what happened that way? Cast me shrugs. That's an empty bag here. Doug. Hmm? Oh. I, I mean, I guess we could go back and heal all the wounded. I and mean, that would be Pickle has found a small black bag with a medium sized or a medium sized bag with a big hole in it. It looks like teeth marks. Ew. Bickle, I wouldn't touch that. And you're still carrying around the other mimic, aren't you? How long has it been? Almost an hour. Guys! I punch it. The fourth is still there. Remember? It's not gone, but we need to be ready as soon as it drops. Someone better kill this fucking thing. Uh, why kill? We we can trap it or or or, no, or knock no. it out. Clearly, Hell. you're not the best at doing so. We've noticed, well, considering I, every I, mimic I, I hit, it's knocked out. All right, I have a solution. I think we can all agree upon. Also, technically, it was knocked unconscious when it was in there too, and an hour's worth of rest wouldn't bring you back from that. I have a solution I believe might benefit everybody. Okay, Bickle. Bickle is going to use a little something called I, I know a guy. Ooh, crunchy. Oh, boy. Who's your I know a guy? And also crunchy. Crunchy. <sighs> Uh-oh. Is, is there something that we can do? With the I know a guy, thanks to Mythos Shack, you can roll a d20 and see how you know somebody that can do a favor. The person Bickle is going to ask to do him a favor is going to be someone who works at a wildlife preserve that can take ownership of the mimic and release it into its considerable habitat. Wait, do, do mimics have a fucking natural habitat? He's going to throw it into the Underdark and leave it be. Good, okay. It, his buddy is a fancy way of saying he's going to throw it in a deep hole where nothing climbs out of because it goes to the Underdark from whence it came. Well, that's one handled, and who knows how many other random objects in that museum are also mimics. So perhaps... Yeah. Fifteen! You know that NPC is dead, but recall their grave is nearby a well-known school of necromancy. Uh-oh. Alright, so I know this guy. He's been dead for a while. But I know him. Well, what happens is he knew a guy who knew a hole where you could throw 
things to go into the underdog, and he built a slide that goes wee all the way down, and then they can find their way. He gives them a snack first, usually a chicken, you know, just enough to get them. Just to, uh, but the, but he's dead. Back. But there's a necromantic school nearby. All we need is a name. Hmm. Well, necromancy, that's right up your alley, Cass. Oh, even better. The problem is, what do we do with this thing until then? Uh, I mean, I can keep knocking it out, and I can go back in and start punching all the objects again. Well, no, what I mean is, it's going to take a while. This guy, I mean, this guy's buried like two towns away. I can get us over two towns away, no problem. Oh, how well, about this? How about how about no. this? Tim, you and Bick will go to get the body. Cass, Echo, me, and Frockworth will go to the school. Wait, wait. Does anyone know move? how to teleport? I was actually uh... about to say. Echo clicks a the uh, tiara that she is wearing and the glowing moonstone crystal that is there. This See, happens to be a teleportation crown. I could so take us where we need to go. Yeah, you go with Tim and them to find the body and dig it up. We'll go to the school and prepare everything so Cassidy can get the spell ready. What spell right. am I getting ready? We're resurrecting a dead guy. Oh, I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to pop a potion of speed, and I'm oh, going to oh, get... Who here has the obvious question of go ask his wife? Uh, I mean, really? Really? It looks like I'm tell using her, tell, No, studying. No, you're going to tell her that you're taking him out for a cold one with the boys. He, he's dead! <laughs> exactly. He's, she buried him, for fuck's sakes. So it looks like I'm using animate the dead, yes. Yeah. Sorry, or speak I was coughing and sneezing at the same time. Fuck. And uh, when we do get going, uh, I'll pop that. I figure out what my speed is. It it's a uh, three hundred and ninety, and then it's gonna be doubled, and then I can do that twice. But don't forget, you're still suffering from one point of exhaustion. And that means that you have disadvantage on ability checks. But I have an advantage on this, so it's going to be a straight roll. Correct. All right, so what do you guys want to do? So you guys want me to use Animate the Dead, correct? Yes. Okay. We just use Raise the roof! I only get exhaustion because we ex we stacked haste there, which normally uh, Tim does. We talk to the wife, but what about the other mimic or two or however many there are in there? I mean, we don't know. I can exactly. punch them all. So Is that our... I can use magnified gravity and just make them like not able to move. Unoffensively, I say. Is this our problem? We were invited here as guests and then attacked under this yeah, home. 
We can't yep. exactly let mimics keep going around killing other people, because then that's just going to kill more people. Cassidy oh, Shrugs. Is, 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 isn't, that, isn't that killing people? Isn't that just Carl, the same as killing that people? kills people. That was exactly what I thought. Oh, I'm so glad someone else thought exactly that. <laughs> Charlie the Unicorn. So... It's gonna it's gonna cause more of a trouble later on. Yeah. Not our problem. Then, who knows? There's gonna be another town we go to that's somehow having a mimic problem because we didn't take care of what the fuck was left here. Or, or, or a town that we made of Also mimic. not our problem. Well, do we just mimic that? Or, also or, not or, our problem. Or maybe the next town we go to because of all this, it's gonna become a mimic. But not our monkey, not our circus. Quite frankly, I am not equipped enough to handle such a threat like this. I am not skilled adventurer such as yourself. I am seeking experience in this world, and I could not risk my own skin in order to do that. If I am going to die in a fight, and I know that I will, why do it? Cassidy nods in agreement. I don't know you're going to die, and, and also I think maybe we should send a message to the king at this point. You do that, Fuzzbucket. Alright, so... Uh, how long would it take me going... 900... I'm oh, sorry. 390 times 2, which is... 780. And then times that by 2. So 780 times... So twice. 15, Where are you getting the haste spells from? Oh, uh, his movement speed is 130. I can dash. Uh, I can move and use my action. So I can bonus action and action. So action, bonus action, and movement. Plus the haste, which doubles my movement speed. What haste? I drank a potion of haste now, which lasts us 10 minutes. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a big repertoire of potions and spells to haste himself almost infinitely well, not to the point of almost death. He should be taking points of exhaustion when these spells end. Yeah. Up, shouldn't he? By the time oh, he's, you done, he's going to have five Here's points the... of of uh, exhaustion. That's the that's the old how it works is basically after that you're stunned. You're basically you can't move for a round, and you lose one turn. Well, from from what I know, from from what I know, what the DM says is the the rule. So, and the DM also said if you stack them, then exhaustion. That last time that we used them, we did stack. This time he's only using the one, which makes him this fast. I'm not stacking it again. I'm just using one on me. So your plan for us to have a cooperative roleplay experience is to disappear from the entire party and run away to a random king? Yeah, that's Ext- pretty normal. Extremely fast and come back. Assuming Do what the king is there, you- assuming the king will help. Assuming that he makes it there in one piece and back in one piece. You didn't. 
you don't have, I was asking how fast could I get there? I was asking it if it was a possible. couple of hours each way. All right. Now that I know it's going to take me a couple hours, I was going to ask, would this be viable? Uh, only if you want your party to potentially die. I was asking the group if they wanted me to do that. Uh, like no. Any hands make light work. Speaking I would prefer you don't abandon us with a whole host of who knows how many mimics around us and leave us for dead. Speaking of which, the, as soon as you say that, Bickle's going to climb back up the rope in the side and then take a big long slug out of a flask and look ahead at the statues and think to himself, what the hell have I gotten myself into? I was thinking we could get help, but all right. You you could mobilize enough forces that quickly. I mean, I'd say I'd say this is a problem of the monsters of this world. Mm-hmm. We live in a dangerous world. It, it, it was a bit of your plan too. It, it means we would waive responsibility and, and get the king to 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 deal with it. That is true. Then we wouldn't have to be in trouble at all for anything. But we need all hands on deck. It's either we protect the people that are here now, which I believed yourself to be interested in, considering you would save mere fish from dying. Absolutely. So, I was... so, but so perhaps I also you have to use fast feet for catching the mimics before they run away. Hey DM, I messaged you. Very well. I was, I was just trying to say that, given how big the problem is, maybe we could use help. But I guess not. I'm sorry, I brought it up. All right. So, what do you guys want to do? Well. I was told apparently that we're supposed to be teleporting this mimic completely out of, like we're have to deal with this mimic by re- catch and releasing it. Is that the plan? Um, that well, technically speaking, if you want to do the catch and release, you just need to find this guy's grave. And if you can even use, uh, I believe Bickle actually has speak with dead. I have that I as have well as. I, th- I thought there was literally no body that we just saw a blood stain. Like I'm no, really no, no. This is his I know a guy. He knows a person you, who can help catch uh, the a mechanic we have in our game you may or may not be familiar with. Um, it's brought to us by uh, another podcast uh, called Mythos Shack, where what they do is... Ah, here's the uh, the blurb. Uh, in times of need, uh, our, our heroes always seem to have a vox machina, or a um, a deus ex machina that comes to save them at the last moment, uh, which is the somehow the person they always know. So roll a d24, I know a guy, see how you know this person, and work them into your gameplay. Hey, DM. Can I just do whatever what, what I mentioned to you in a private message and do the I know a guy and see if any... Come up. One moment. 
You can certainly see if you know a guy who would like to give you some reinforcements. That's totally within the bounds of what it's for. Well, well, what I what I was planning was from his own creator, so somewhat like a dis distress beacon to wake others. That's a bit much. It is. I mean, the I know a guy is if someone to give you, you know, a, a push in the right direction. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll go ahead and use it, see what happens. Very well. Oh, so, you want to know a guy, go ahead and uh, do you currently have any? Because, uh, well, just like inspiration, they're giving out piecemeal. I believe I have, because I don't think I've used one yet. Very well, then you definitely have at least one. What do you want me to roll? 20, please. Yeah, everyone starts out with one. So that means the, the new members also each have one. That is correct. Eight. So whenever you're in, you're in dire straits and don't know, you got a friend oh. in need. You have a one-sided relationship with this person. They always ask favors of you. Do they like him? That's entirely up to what them. I mean... You said one-sided. Yes, they always ask him for favors. But why? Whether he is gracious or whether he is angry is entirely up to the person. Because I have a random NPC generator, and he just has to tell me what kind of person he's going up to. Someone who always wants to, to be the center of saving the day. No, no, no. I mean, like, gender and species. Oh. Uh, mechanical gnome. Mechanical gnome? It is a race. Someone's been reading their spell jammer. No. What do you mean, no? There are no mechanical gnomes. Yep, spell jammer. We're not using Spelljammer rules yet because you're not in Spelljammer Academy yet. I've already gotten a copy of it, and currently, in my list of available species, there is no mechanical gnome. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, I that's have another. random male and female, and the standard 5th edition races. Is there any type of gnome? You can certainly have a gnome. Okay, I'm going to have a male gnome. Hopefully it's a tinker. Boji Locus Yorkiv Fargrim is a 325-year-old male forest gnome astrologer. He has cropped, curled, red hair, shaved on the right side, and golden eyes. He has veiny white skin, stands three foot eight, and has a round build. And with an oblong, ordinary face and a long braided mustache, he has a low-toned voice. Quietly worships the god of humor, trickery, and protection with gem cutting. He will always ponder the pros and cons before making a decision, and always looks for a loophole while explaining everything in great details. But he also preserves everyone as idiots. 
No, that's par for the course for your friend people Quoji who... wants a favor from you. Or you want a favor from Quoji. What kind of favor do you want? I'm going to ask if there's any friends or anything that we can use to help defeat mimics in the area. Quoji thinks if you don't know how to beat a mimic, then Quoji doesn't know if Quoji can help you. Well, I don't know if I can help you with any of uh, the other situation that you wanted to come up. Should I should I bring up the uh, jewel maker's wife? No, Quoji doesn't talk about the jewel maker's wife. What Quoji talks about is cold hard cash. Oh, I, I, I have a bit. Quoji's listening. Uh, how does 10,000 gold sound? Quoji's still listening. Quoji wants right. to know what you know that Quoji knows. We explain the entire situation and also the fact that if for some reason we don't make it out alive, there is a little burr that'll that'll spread and tell everybody just what happened that day and that night. Well, Quoji doesn't take threats kindly. Quoji thinks that you're full of crap. But what Quoji will do is Quoji will do Quoji and Quoji will just leave, man. But what Quoji can tell you is uh, if you want to know where find a hole, Quoji knows where a hole is, man. Quoji can tell you there's a hole actually not too far away from here, man. Can Hoji speak in anything other than third fucking person? That's Quoji. Oh, knows Quoji. You're a fucking idiot. Quoji knows. <laughs> I'm glad you know. Quoji knows. Uh, you're an idiot. Don't worry. Quoji knows. You know, Quoji was married once, but then Quoji smartened up. Does Quoji still have the replicator that Quoji had gotten all by himself, even though a specific someone actually helped Quoji? Quoji doesn't know what you're talking about, man. He holds the, out his The replicator that you use on your gems, and I go ahead and take 15,000 gold and put it in his hand. Oh, yeah, Quoji knows about that one. Yeah, that, that's Quoji's favorite Quoji, man. Can you go ahead and use it on us, please? Oh, Quoji doesn't do that, man. No, man. No, Quoji doesn't do that, man. I take out another 15,000 and give it to him. Oh, Quoji doesn't do that, man. Doesn't do that. What kind of magic doesn't do that? It hurts people, man. That might be. Might hurt you, man. That's, that, that's not Quoji. It's not how Quoji Quoji's. Well, I was trying to get some kind of reinforcements, but I guess I can't. Well, if, if you want reinforcements, Quoji's got some uh, some favors that Quoji could, uh, you know, pull. And what would this take for Quoji to do? Oh, it'd just take, uh, just take a little favor from you for Quoji next time that uh, Quoji needs a little Quoji and done How many how many favors have I have I done for you and I haven't received a single one? Well, Quoji's a man of Quoji. This one's gonna be on. Uh, this well, one's gonna your, your Quoji ain't worth shit, Quoji. This one's gonna be on. <laughs> Quoji will put Quoji's Quoji on that. 
I'm gonna shove Quoji's Quoji up his fucking Quoji. Let's have you a good time, man. That sounds good. All right, Quoji's got a Quoji. All right, Quoji Meister, man. And he pulls out a piece of paper. Quoji guarantees one favor bound by blood. As you see, he pricks his finger, puts it on a piece of paper, and then gets you to, like, drop a little oil on it. All right, so, uh, what Quoji's do, man, is, uh, Quoji, uh, Quoji's gonna go Quoji it up, and, uh, I'll be right back. As he takes off, you swear he pulls out what looks like a clam. Starts talking into it. Ah, Quojmeister. Ah, I still call myself that. Well, you better quote yourself down here, Quoj. Yeah, calling in a favor, Quoj. Yeah, you're gonna go Quoj it up. And he puts the shell down. How long do you guys need to Quoj for? How long? As long as it takes to kill at least a few dozen mimics. Breaking with Quoj and Hart here, bud. Buddy, all right. He, he no, no. Got to quote up some. Yeah, you got to quote up some mimics, bud. Yeah. All right. All right. Mondo, mondo, grundle. Cha. And then he puts down the cell. Well, that was my shell phone. Did he just say mondo, mondo, and grundle? And Wait, you know them. Your... No, not these. No! <laughs> As immediately a box falls in front of you with a giant M M G. Box you, opens Mundle. and you see on the outside of the box is written Mimic Hunting Supplies. And that well. is where we're gonna end tonight's game. Oh, Okay. Since when did you What was the last time we had Mundle, Mundle, and Grundle? Wow. Yeah, T Tim's a uh, little bit of jump the gun. He, he stops when people tell him no. But people gotta tell him no. A lot of people told him no. And he yeah. stopped. Have to say no. All right. Just wanted to say thanks again for an awesome game that honestly I think we all needed this. Alright, uh just for the record, who who pulled the craziest thing off in this game? Because I'm thinking uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Lula here. I'm thinking uh, oh. What did I do? That was just so crazy. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Speaking with the elder gods, are you? You know what? That, is that where you went for that lie? I'm a very important person to them. Don't you realize that yet? <laughs> Remember, it was a one-sided conversation. Of, like, the oldest alcohol in existence. <laughs> I tried to drink a mimic. <laughs> well, Craig is on. Maybe she should roll to see if she gained any uh, alcohol insight. I see in the face of an elder god's face of alcohol. It wasn't real. All right. So, again, everybody, thanks for listening. The guys over at Fey Earth, 
the Split Party, Zed One, uh, those guys over at uh, Lizards and Locations. Check them out. Gamma Radio doing pretty good. Uh, also, check out Midnight Burger. They're doing good. Lizards and Locations. I really hope to do some work with them. And don't forget Dichotomy Games, a Kickstarter for some amazing stuff. Novel's kind of the curiosities and Prime of Sharp Edge Dice. Our dice sponsors, in fact, who, um, for those of you who might remember Roll Call, uh, they have unfortunately gone off the air, for lack of a better way of saying it. And uh, so it's a personal thing because uh, I know when I make a, a deal to my players, I keep a deal to my players. So I've given Jesse my set. Of Primus Sharp Edge Dice. So I guess, Primus, I'm going to have to go buy a set from you. So I have something to roll against Jesse's. <laughs> so, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye! Bye!